Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, since we're talking about driving stories and traffic, I'll tell you my fun driving story so we get into a lift to take us to the football game at SoFi Stadium and everyone in LA has a sense of urgency because you're just going to be stopped around every turn so you try to make up as much time as you can anywhere that you can Mm -hmm. this fucking woman is letting people in in front of us Uh, I was enraged I'm like ma'am maybe you're not in a hurry but I have a football game to get to Uh, can we please fucking get there (laughs) Oof. Not cool. You do not want to be smile talk to Carl by Carl in person. You know how bad it was? I had to learn how to say step on it in Spanish. Are you kidding? No. That is a joke. <laughs> step on it, though. I was impressed that you would be looking that up. El stepe on it. Would that even be the same thing? That's the right know. translation? Just think of Speedy Gonzalez. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Yeah, good point. I was fucking riding with Slowpoke Rodriguez. <laughs> I would have loved to have Speedy Gonzalez as my driver. Let's check the shit here. Oh, I didn't put your your intro on the board yet. Let me grab that. Today's show is brought to you by my bookie. The NFL is back, and so are we. Use promo code WATP on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with my bookie. Episode 43. Are you a boner guy? What a dick. Are you a boner guy? You know what? I miss penis. Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. Hello, everybody, it's the Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that succeeded in the city of failure. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, here to dish out some mad yucks, it's Tab Burt. What's happening, Tab? Hey, thanks for having me, Carl. I'm just going to open this beer real quick. Uh, It's nice and and, Uh, uh, cold uh, as the Rockies. Wait, I I left my beers over here. Let me just reach over and grab them. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and that link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. Reminder, September 30th, we're in Detroit, yep. watplive.com. October 15th, we're in New York City, watpnyc.com. There's also links on our website, whoarethese.com, to get your tickets for those. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please come out and join us. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on the podcast and shit all of us in the comment section. I believe we're going to have a tag team of review girls later on in the show today. Sweet. But first, we'll be reviewing a show called The Deep Dive. We're revisiting The Deep Dive. We both listened separately. We have not discussed it with you beforehand. This is the show hosted by Jessica St. Clair and, more importantly, June Diane Raphael. And she's (laughs) been a subject on this show a few times because she is comedy repellent. This woman, wow. She sucks. And oh, she's the worst. I listened to the most recent episode, Tab. It was just the two of them. And listen to how this show starts off. 
You know, um, it's so hard because I actually have so much to say to you and I'm in such yes. a fog. I know, me too. I'm in such a fog. I, you know, it's Emmy's weekend. Right. And I did go out last night. Wow, what a way to start a show. Hey, I got so much to say, but I'm in a fog. It's Emmy's weekend. I went out last night. (laughs) You know what? Sometimes I go out the night before a show. You know what I do? I start drinking again. Yeah. You get up, you start drinking again, you do a show. Yeah. You don't bitch about it. It's the difference between men and women, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, grow a pair. Grow a pair. (laughs) Open a beer. Let's go. That intro is worthy of the Jacked Up Review Show uh, intro. Hey, Tav, thanks for joining me. I, uh, you know, I, I have things I want to discuss on the show today, but I don't even know if I'm going to get to. I'm just like not feeling it. Yeah, I'm at super all. tired. I got my I, period. I got a, and yeah, I had to work three. this morning at 8 a.m. And then oh, I went to I know. class, class. And, and you just, know, like oh. the kids and just, you know, just <laughs> life in general. These women. By the way, I, I, the thing I like about these women is that they're very successful multimillionaires who bitch about everything. Oh, and they seem like the worst people. I, I could never be these people's friend. I mean, not that they'd want me. But. <laughs> you can't be their friend. Um, so if you go to my, uh, if you go to my uh, shit, I got to look at these notes a little bit better. Um, June Sheer, I refuse to call her June Diane. Raphael, Raphael, whatever. Paul Shear's wife, June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she wrote his fame to to be here, uh, which is I find very annoying. But um, she like created this whole this thing, Jane.com. Yes, which is a community of people that like women helping women. That's my clip twenty two. Yeah. It's, I, I also refer to it as the blind leading the blind is, is another yes. way of putting that. The bland leading the bland. <laughs> you created a community of people that are helping each other. And so yes. you did that. You did that. Thank you so much. I did. Yeah. yeah and you I'm did so do that. Of it. Oh, this community is is for women helping yeah. each other. Right. And, yeah. and you'd think that as the leader, like June might pitch in and maybe she's going to help lift up others. You know, she's, she's, gotten this really good success she's on a netflix show yeah she's got these podcasts i mean she's she's all over the place she should be like lifting people up um my clip 19 what june is doing with this community i find most women have to help each other and get on the call and say again not me so please nobody ask me i don't have the time but for most other women like they were so willing to support each other and you know, say, Hey, can I ask you, ask you a few questions about podcasting? Can I ask you if, again, no, please, nobody ask me anything. <laughs> but this is for other women are so generous with their time, not me, but others. And I've so appreciated it. So you join this community to help June feel more important. Yes. Yes. That's, that's June's why in it for June, says, obviously. Yeah. No, listen, I, I want to be fair. I think that that was kind of tongue in cheek, right? She was kind of joking about she doesn't want to help people. Was it? It's hard to tell because she has tell. no delivery. She right. is she um so her her co-host Jessica St. Clair launched them their merchandise. And oh my god, she's been, so proud of their fucking she's merchandise. Over the moon Holy with this merchandise. Shit with the merchandise. <laughs> and June gives her a compliment, my clip 16. Okay. I just want to tell you, I'm so proud of you, Jess. I'm so proud of the work you did here. I really am. I really am. 
What a condescending bitch. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It's like, oh, thanks for launching this uh, merchandise, producer Chris. Thanks for coming in here and doing the show uh, with your little board over there. Thanks so much. I don't know how what to feel. Fuck? Can I tell you a little bit about <laughs> this, this merchandise? And listen, I don't make a commission off of this, even though I'm going to be selling it pretty hard myself today. This is some fun merchandise. They're describing a water bottle that you could purchase on there. By the way, they're both blown away by this water bottle. They can't shut up about it. And the white one is so cute. Am I depressed or dehydrated? It's going to get a little laugh. That's also a nice little small talk. It says, am I depressed or dehydrated? That's going to get a little laugh and start up a little small talk. Why with not your gal, both? With your gal pals. Jesus. Women cannot stop selling each other shit to the point where they call it a party. Let's get together and we'll sell each other shit. What is it? A Tupperware party. That's not a party. I've been to parties. There's no Tupperware. <laughs> no Tupperware well, involved Tupperware. at all. It's at the end of the night. They're like, here, take these leftovers, please. I can't eat all them. Mm. Speaking of uh, merchandise, I tried not to pull clips of Jessica St. Clair, but this one was just too, too good. Uh, my clip 10, she's talking about the merchandise, and she cannot be more excited about She doesn't even know which one. Okay. I want to see that merch live its best life out and about. And people, please don't. The mug, yes. The pin. The pin is so cute. Okay, the pin. Yes, the sweatshirt. Okay, but let's not forget about the water bottles. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you really have to buy everything. You'd be that crazy is... not to buy everything. <laughs> I want the whole set. Yeah. Well, and also, it's all sold out. They like they they start the whole conversation with like, we launch a merch. It's sold out in five hours. It's completely unavailable. There's going to be some more this fall. And then she's yeah. talking about that that merch she cannot get her thoughts together it's like she's like going from first to second to fifth to first to second third <laughs> water bottle no sweat pin no i i, I don't know i don't know which one like she's on twenty thousand dollar pyramid uh, this is uh, it's a water bottle uh, a coffee mug they're, they're, they're t-shirts is it merch it is merch ding 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 you won twenty thousand dollars congratulations <laughs> We should get Croja deep dive pin, don't you think? We should. Yeah, it's a good idea. He's like that. He likes pins. Here's more of uh, pushing the merchandise. And by the way, this episode that that we're playing right now is the previous one from the most recent one where they have yes. on this guest uh, Chelsea Devantes. And uh, so this is an interview show. But before the interview starts, we have to spend 12 minutes promoting the merchandise. With just these two women, and then they do the interview. And also, like a gray sweatshirt coming, like a hat, like there's a, a tote bag is coming, like so many things are coming. So, yes, get it now because I don't honestly, it sells out immediately. So, when I post, it's back up, like go now and get it. Let's not wait. I know. Yeah, and we, we also have a toothpaste <laughs> and uh, a super formula to help you lose weight, make you look better, uh, fuck more girls. See, I was I was thinking more along the lines of like, I'm, it's constantly coming. Our merchandise is coming. It's in the stores. It's coming. You're on the way to work. It's coming. <laughs> These are the female Alex Jones of the world, and uh, the things that they take credit for. So. What I like about this show, as I was saying earlier, is uh, these are millionaires who are out of touch, but they don't realize it. So their guards down. They're not pretending to be something that they're not. They're just doing a podcast together. And we get to see a glimpse of who these people actually are. And this is how superficial this Jessica St. Clair woman is. That's a big thing with Lennon and I is like, we'll walk away from a, something, an interaction, and she'll be like, wow. God, I'm really shocked that you like that person. I'm like, oh, I'll never speak to that person again as long as I live. The, the less I like you, the nicer I am. 
So wow. it's just a superficial cunt. And it's great because I used to assume that Hollywood celebrities are like that. Now they're just telling you yeah. openly that's what they're like. They're broadcasting millions of people. That the, they are vapid, self-absorbed cunts. Did you say they have millions of listeners, Tab? They have. They nah. have a huge audience. They have, they're Do all they? over Earwolf. Yeah, it's Earwolf it's ridiculous. Sucks. Well, yeah, Earwolf is fucking garbage. Is there a good the, show on Earwolf at this point? If there are ten people listening to this show, it's too many. Like yes. they're selling this merch. The merch is selling out. Can you imagine? Like, Carl, you're married, but. I, I'm I'm single. If I were to like go out on a date with a girl and she had a tote bag that said the deep dive, <laughs> I would just be like, Yeah, it's this isn't gonna work out. I'll see you later. I can't I can't even talk to you. All right. So this is um more about how judgmental these people are. Something that she shared with me is that during chemo, I was on so many drugs that I guess I was very rude about what she was wearing. See, that's the difference between me and her is that I'll just be rude when I'm not on drugs. Yeah. Like, that's like truth serum for her. She turns into an asshole. And then this is something, Tab, I bet you never heard of. The one thing I was going to say, one thing I love about women is that we can have discussions about other people who are at close range physically without moving our mouths. So, like, yep. You go, well, that's an interesting (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. I know. And I don't think men know that these conversations are happening. We don't care. That, that's <laughs> what's going on. We're so stealth when we're talking shit. Yeah, we don't care what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. No, couldn't give a single fuck. Yeah, I could have talking something about- in my teeth all night, and I wouldn't give a fuck if you were talking about it. <laughs> talking about how superficial these ladies are. This podcast is supposed to be like by women for women. Yeah. It's about like entrepreneurship, empowerment, and, and yeah, being yeah. Like empowerment, right? And so uh, the episode we listened to, episode sixty nine, they bring on uh, Rachel Cervantes, not Rachel Cervantes, Jessica Cervantes. Wait, 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 no, wait, not wait, Jess- wait, 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 wait. Which episode number was it? Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead. So. So they bring her on and she's been she's been like in comedy. She's been on she was a writer for John Stewart's show. She's like she has a career. She's made a career in Hollywood. Yeah. And she comes on and my clip 24. This is uh so the the interview is just June and the guest and not Jessica St. Right. She right. She recorded it earlier, whatever. right. Yeah. So clip 24 is the very they like they do their little pre-conversation and they cut to this interview and this is the way this interview starts just thinking about you this morning i was on my walk and what i wanted to talk to you about and then you got on screen and then you got on screen with with that pop of color on your lips and that bold red lip and when i think of you chelsea i think of a bold red lip what a compliment yeah, it's and and then the the whole thing devolves. Yeah, they talk in, about in makeup my, for like ten minutes straight after that. So yeah, they they talk about their looks for way too fucking long. Um, June, this is in my mind, it's supposed to be an interview, right? You bring a your show, you bring it's a conversation between us, right? Sure. But shows like this, you're bringing on a guest who's somewhat famous. In my mind, you're supposed to be having this conversation like, well, tell me some about pro- some of the projects you're working on. What are some of the challenges of being like a woman in business? Like, what do you do to help you feel empowered? Nope. June tells this story uh, about her, what she had to wear to an event yesterday on my clip 27. 
I want to ask you about your bold red lip because I actually yesterday had something to do where I wore a bright red dress. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I knew the event was coming up and it was going to be photographed. And I'm like, can I emotionally... Mm, always emotionally put that mm. red lip on today. Yes, and I couldn't. Always. I couldn't. You couldn't. Oh my god! The struggle That's was real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm trying to picture. I'm trying to put myself in the position of an audience member. Right? I'm a woman. Um, my husband doesn't love me. Uh, he has a terrible podcast he records in his basement with his friends. He keeps me in the cage and kicks it. And I'm, I'm listening to this. Could be anyone. Could be uh, anyone could be we're anyone. talking yeah. about here. Sure. It's very, very general. Like, I think sure. that describes 50% of women. Yeah, right. right. Uh, so I'm listening to this, and I'm trying to feel empowered. And and I'm just hearing about, like, how you're afraid to wear, like, a red dress and red lipstick. Oh, and so, so I, I want to point something out, and I've been made more aware of this because I did get to visit with some celebrity friends when I was in L.A. This woman is walking into a closet bigger than my bedroom mm-hmm. and looking around at 80 pairs of shoes and going, I just can't today. I just can't. <laughs> like, what the fuck? She just collapses. <laughs> my, life is, my life is so hard. I can't wear red lipstick. And I'm red, and I'm so. Oh, I have an example. So they talk about pickleball. A lot on this show. We'll we'll talk more about that. But the way that they start off this most recent episode, June with the pickleball talk, but then listen to what her struggles are with her day. I mean, you saw me yesterday. I, you know, we were playing. I had people over for pickleball at 9 a.m. And then at around 1030, I had to start hair and makeup to go to a luncheon. Hair and makeup to go to a luncheon? I, I Honestly, can't you just do your own hair and makeup for a luncheon? Nope. I guess not. <laughs> Can you team. imagine that? Right, I, Carl. We're men, yeah. so we're not we're not the target demo. You know, we you want to get ready for an event. I know. You know, you like put on a t-shirt and shorts because you have no class. Me, I like right. to put on like a, a shirt with a collar and tie. It's true. Uh, <laughs> and but really, like the whole prep process is like a shower. Maybe you shave. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. put on your clothes, and, and then you're done. In that Women, order, yeah. this whole big production and. Can you imagine if your if your wife like had a lady that came over and just helped with fifty percent of that as opposed to like we've all been there with like your girlfriend there in the mirror you're ready to go she said she was ready to go half an hour ago she's like fucking doing all kinds of dangling she's got gadgets you've never seen before yeah and this woman is so put out because someone has to come over and help her do her hair and makeup like she Jesus had to stop playing pickleball Christ. tab in order to get hair and makeup done for her luncheon. Speaking of pickleball, yeah. I thought this was hilarious because June, they, they like, I guess they talk about it all the time on their show from what yeah. I can gather. Sounds so like June lectures Jessica because she like briefly mentions that the, what's going on in your life? Well, this thing happened. I almost didn't make it to pickleball. And then my clip three. Okay. This is my clip. Then I'll play yours. And I okay. didn't even want to go to pickleball. I was like, oh God, like I sent the text. So that's the setup. What accent is that? I didn't even want to go to pickleball. Uh, what, like what was female that? Female Opie. And I didn't even want to go to pickleball. I was. Hey, pickleball. Pickleball-y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then after she says pickleball, this is what June says. And I didn't even want to go to pickleball. I was like, oh, God. Like, I sent the text. Like, just so oh, everyone no. knows, and, my tooth is. And by oh, the God. way, we did make a promise. And I did on Instagram to not talk about pickleball on this podcast. And then you liked that comment, which I found confusing founding isn't it they have like a, a weird awareness of how annoying they are 
but don't do anything about it. The right. fact that she says that, she's like, by the way, we said we'd stop doing this, remember? Isn't that cute? I know. I know. Oh, we're so funny. We're yeah. so quirky. We're always annoying the shit out of everyone who listens to us. Ah. Well, you did that no, thing. Just the, <laughs> the tone of her voice is like the way you talk to your kids mm-hmm. when they embarrass you in front of friends. Like, what, I put it on on Instagram, and yeah. you liked it. That was that. We we had a pact. Yeah. We had a pact. <laughs> you looked me we in the eyes, young man. It. Yeah. You told me no more pickleball at the table. And here we oh, are. God. <laughs> Look at us now. I, they, I cannot believe like these these two women are friends. Um, are they? I, uh, they're they're leeching off of one another. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that June keeps Jessica around because she's like a great hype man. Um, my clip fifteen. They're talking. They were talking about merch. June starts talking about like I I, I have this idea. This one I'm going to wear next. And Jessica is just like, Oh yeah, girl. Oh yeah. What I'm going to do next with that sweatshirt is actually wear a pair of white jeans Ooh. and a pair of loafers and the white sweatshirt. Ooh. Also loved your look that you had Thank in that you. dressing room, which was the white sweatshirt and like a ripped kind of like light blue faded yeah. skinny. Like that was I, hot. I, I have a hot look. Thank you. Th- thank you. I am very, very hot. I'm 42 years old. I'm uh, I'm a LA four. I'm a Rochester <laughs> seven. I'm a St. Louis nine. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you so much. I am very hot. Thank you. Oh God, I, you probably have this clip because I I didn't grab it because I figured you would. But right before that, they're talking about like wearing white jeans. You're like, oh, I, I yes. you could pull that off. I I don't know how you do it. You wear white jeans. <laughs> oh my God, it's so it's insane. By the way, I want to point out what Tam's doing right now is he's uh, collecting beer cans. Yeah. He's up to five sitting in front of him. <laughs> I see what you're what up the to. Fuck, over there. It's what impressive. The fuck, man? <laughs> You're just gonna shit on like go spreading people's business right on the show. <laughs> You're right. I do have that clip. It's clip 14. White pants are impossible, Carl. Yeah, and I never understood. I didn't think white pants were possible, and I just she didn't understand them. See, this is where June thinks she's funny, and she's the opposite of funny. I didn't think white pants were possible. Just saying it weird, it doesn't make it funny. Again, Opie. Yeah, it's a very Opie thing to do. I yeah, I'm I was listening to that and I was trying to figure out what, what that meant. I have to think. I try and give people the benefit of the doubt. Like I'm as much as I I'm an asshole, yeah, I, I was gonna and, say like, I've I've never seen you give anyone the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I try to give people, people the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. listening to this, I'm trying to I try to think like who is this for? And I cannot possibly imagine a person that could listen to this and be like, oh my, yeah, you're so right. White pants are not possible, but you are so fierce and fire and oh my God, I just love it. I just love it so much. And I'm just like, who would want to be around that person? Obviously not you, because you're single. That's probably... Uh, you know, I should probably start giving more benefits of the doubt. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, should, you should probably just nod your head more when women are like, I can't wear white pants. Like, yeah, I know. That's that's pretty crazy. Oh, you know what? They keep saying that, and I keep going, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> well, the, problem, the problem with white pants, they turn to the Japanese flag. I'm just not into the Japan that much. I'm not a weeb. <laughs> oh, that's gross. The Bengals um, helmet. <laughs> <laughs> So at one point they start. Uh, this is a big package. So uh, that's my way of telling Carl not to interrupt me with his bullshit. Uh, <laughs> okay. So 
at one point they so started anyway, talking tab, about. So anyway, Tab, when I wanted to talk. About... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll play along. I'll play along. They start talking about like short-term goals and long-term goals, and you got to write down these kinds of goals and this kinds of goals, sure. and then. Then they start talking about, so I would write down my short-term goals. Like, this one I'm going to do this year. Mm. This one I'm going to do, like, five years. This one I'm going to do, like, ten years. And then and then I would write my whole own new list of the impossible goals. And yes. uh, that's my clip 17. Yeah, the unpossible. This, they get really deep into this. This is some self-help shit right here. I would love for our deep divers to write down one unimaginable goal. Uh, I got one. You two succeeding in podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Make a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A funny set for one of these two women. Did I, by the way, I'm sorry. I know you have a whole thing going on here. He makes it one clip. He makes it one fucking clip. <laughs> Did you happen to see how Jessica St. Clair self-identifies in the description of the show? She's an actress, writer, and comedian. Yeah. She oh, put Jesus. the word comedian in there. Oh, Jesus. That. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So my unimaginable, I, I, I took advice. Like I was trying to get in the mindset. So I took the advice and here's my unimaginable goal. I want to t- put together a SEAL Team 6 to go in there and rescue Paul Shear from this intolerable <laughs> cunt. He doesn't deserve it. I know. He's annoying as hell, too. Oh, oh he, he's bad. But at the beginning of the show... Um, Paul is apparently, apparently June. So Carl, you have your basement studio where you set up and I, I assume your shit set up all the time. Yeah. Um, typically I'd be set up in my basement, but we had the flooding last month, blah, blah, blah. So I'm in, I'm in the dining room, but I'm single. So my shit's just set up all the time. Apparently she's like set up in the family fucking game room. Uh, my clip yeah. four, she says that Paul's interrupting, but you can't hear him actually back there. Great. And here's Paul Shear interrupting, <sighs> putting something together in a bag, taking out games. Why? Why? Why now? Why now? I'm why? Recording. Why? 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 And I'm sure people are thinking, well, maybe you can see him like wandering around like the like people may see my cat behind me in, in the feed. There's no video um, version of the show. They do not do a video. Exactly. Version. She she tells that to her guest in yes. my clip 25. Right. She's like, we don't take photos. And this because of this whole fucking thing. But clip 25 that we do not take one single photograph on this podcast. <laughs> well, we do you. not take any video from it. Like there is I feel really they don't take video. We have no idea Paul's back there. You could easily just, hey, go, hey, Paul, um, we're still, I'm still recording. Honey, I'm still recording. Could we, like, could you do that in like half an hour when I'm finished? Right. And then just edit that out. But she doesn't want to edit that out. She no. wants this shit in there because my clip five, she's under the impression that women's time isn't respected. It's that women's creative time isn't respected. About how women's creative time is not valued the same way men's is. And I feel Ooh. you're going to hear that. And I feel right now we are seeing that in my space. I, women's time isn't isn't respected. Like women's creativity is less. Your podcast is you sitting down and shooting the shit with another vapid cunt. There's, there's nothing creative about it. There's a lot of words I would use to describe this podcast. Creative is not one of them. It's a handcast. Right. It's a conversation not- between you and your friend. That's and not like creative time. And that's the thing, too. It's not that women aren't respected. It's people who aren't creative aren't respected. Like, if you're not a creative person, you're like, oh, I'm going to sit down and create something. I'm like, no, you're not. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to bug you while you're doing that. Shut the fuck up. Actually, I have a yeah. baby crying. I'm going to bring it into the room. And we're all going to hang out together because you're not a creative person, June Diane. No. So go fuck yourself. There's a whole spectrum of like podcasts, and there are ones like they make the audio dramas where they they write and they act it out, and they had all the foley footsteps and shit. Yeah, and that's more on the creative side. And then on the very fucking complete opposite side of the spectrum are hangcasts, where right. it's just oh, th- what's that? That you have that Peter Griffin clip, right? Um, this conversation we're having right now, yeah, be a podcast. I, I do somewhere, but people call me out for using it too much, so I took it off the well, board. That's, that's what this fucking thing is. Yeah. Um, so I also want to zoom in. Uh, my this clip right six. here, this mundane conversation full of points that have already been made. This could be a podcast, I believe. Is what this. It's also, I want to point out the fact that this is one of the few podcasts, especially celebrity podcasts, that doesn't have a video component. It's because Judai and Rayfield is it's profoundly okay ugly for a yeah. celebrity. Profoundly ugly, like sh- shockingly so. Oh, oh, she's she sound she makes herself sound way hotter than she is. Not only I, does she not have talent, she also doesn't have looks. <laughs> uh, this is that they're gonna pull that clip and they're gonna go like, "You guys just shit on her because you're, you're like looks and you're not looking at the actual show." Yeah, who's gonna uh, do that? That's, that's, that's <laughs> that would actually take time and effort. That's you think these women don't use audio software, <laughs> dude? These women were listen to how proud of themselves they are for this. That's something I'm working on with my executive functioning brain. Yeah, it's really Um, work. You got you did a PowerPoint deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you create that yourself? Yeah. How do you know? And with Anna Cecilia. But how do you know how to do that? Completely out of touch, millionaires. How do you know how to create a PowerPoint deck? Did you ever open one up? It tells you how to do it. It's literally like a default. Like here's a PowerPoint deck. You just you can just build it. I, I looked up what a PowerPoint deck was because I thought maybe it was something different than what I thought it was. No. It's just a slideshow. It's a slideshow. It's just a fucking slideshow. It's a Microsoft. But by the way, everything in Microsoft Office, pretty easy to use. It's for dummies. Yeah, well, I know I know you're you're old, right? But when I was in school, we had computers. Yeah. And so by late elementary school, they had you start making PowerPoint slideshows. Yeah. She, she follows that up. I, I'm getting out of my package, but uh, I'm she sorry. Follows... I'm fucking you up. But isn't that funny no. though? That she goes, "How the hell did you learn how to make a, a PowerPoint?" And instead of saying like, "What's well, not that hard?" She's like, "I know. I, no. I can do it. I can do it all. I'm like no, a programmer. No. I'm like an engineer over here building PowerPoint decks." There, there's gonna no. There's gonna be some overlap here. But my clip twenty. Yeah. She she's like, "You did you make that PowerPoint deck?" And June's like, "Yes." And then she follows it up. So clip twenty. Did yeah. you create that yourself? How do you well, know? Anna's, and with Anna Cecilia. But how do you know how to do well, that? Well, Wait, with her actually, assistant? I, actually, my assistant did it, and I was just present. So she's and just pointing she t- at the screen and going, hey, put an image right there. Okay. What if it made a star shape when it came in? That's pretty cool. <laughs> and star and wipe, she, and we're out. <laughs> she follows that up. She made one PowerPoint presentation, one. Yeah. And then she follows up my clip 21, so <sighs> fucking full of herself. Interesting. Like, as I was doing that, I'm like, God, I could have killed it in the corporate world. And Big I know time. I run. Oh, God. So <laughs> insulting. Imagine that shit. Like, Carl, you've run a business. I have. And, and like, could, is there? There's got to be. Is there a little bit more to it than just like putting together word art and then making it fly in and being like business? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit more of that. Unless you're Tim Dillon, yeah. It's a, it's She's a little more so. Uh, what's the? There's that. There's a, like a principle where you think you're more 
you're you're better at your understanding what you do than you are because you don't actually know what you're doing. The Dunning Kruger effect is what you're describing. Yeah, yes. Dunning Kruger. Um, right. Oh, Melendez uh, syndrome. The, the, there's also the Melendez <laughs> syndrome. There's also the Dilbert principle. There's yeah. There's a lot of things that we could talk about. I, so anyway, back to her. She's com- she starts complaining about Paul. Now Paul has given her a career. He's made her famous. Um, and then she didn't take his name. Uh, but my clip seven is her complaining about Paul. I'm doing my work and he is walking through and putting board games in a tote bag for this weekend. Father of the year. What are you complaining about? Yeah. You probably told him to do that. Yeah. No shit. Don't forget to bring the games for the kids this weekend. Why now? Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And now he's making dinner. What a fucking art this guy is. He's got flowers. Yeah. I, like this guy is is trying to like make a family time so they can spend time together. And she's yeah. just like, I'm doing my work. I'm here talking about merch and makeup. Can you fucking give me five minutes, pal? And, and ah! how distracting is it that he's putting games in a bag? It's not like he's chopping wood or something like that. No, he's making firewood. I'm trying to do a show over here. Well, to be he's fair, like I, picture, I picture him doing it rather douchey. Yeah. yeah, well, that's true. It's Paul Sheer. That's true. <laughs> He's like backing in a big uh, dump truck. Well, <laughs> I got the games, honey. And fucking set up your podcast. She's a professional podcaster. Set she, up a room right. in your giant house no with a microphone and a little board and close the goddamn door and don't put the fucking games in there. Yeah. No, that, that's a really good point because, as you mentioned, I do my podcast out of my home. And anybody who watches the show or watches the clips on YouTube that we put up will notice that you don't have my wife walking behind me back and forth because she has no business down here. And she knows that we're <laughs> podcasting. She doesn't need to be down here. Get back in your hole. She's not going to be like playing pool with her buddies at any point. So we're fine. Now, if I set this thing up in the kitchen, there would be a problem. Yeah. Right? Right. Because it will smell like tacos and I'll get distracted. Why isn't the stand mixer going? Damn you! <laughs> <laughs> I want cookies when I'm done podcasting. You know that. <laughs> That's exactly right. Why don't you um, get in there and bake me a pot? <laughs> so, they, so they finally run Paul off with my clip eight. I can't believe this. Get Scat cat. Scat. Scat. Oh, and then he just laughs it off. Laugh it off, fuzzball. That's not the right fucking line. It's not the line. No, I heard that. I'm too. not the one with the, the Star Wars shit behind me, but it's not the right fucking line. It's yeah. laugh it up, fuzzball, you dumb bitch. Right. This is a Star Trek guy who's telling you that. This is a, the, the official WATP Star Trek guy <laughs> yes. saying this. And so, and then June doesn't fucking listen to anything. So she heard like the vague notion of what what Jessica just said, and she tags this joke by making the same goddamn joke. Clip nine. <laughs> Laugh it off, funny boy. Fucking same joke. Well, also, it's the first time June's ever gotten a laugh. She should be pretty happy with that, you would think. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I, I, I was, these, I'm surprised she wasn't shocked. Like, did he, What was that noise that came out of his mouth after I was done talking? <laughs> the fuck was that all about? <sighs> all right, I want to fast forward to something here. Okay. Because they have on this guest, Chelsea. And by the end of their conversation, they're talking about the fact that they're not actually friends in real life. They've just do each other's podcasts. And then they determine, well, I don't want to give it all away. It's a longer clip. But this is, again, how superficial these people are. They're not real people like you and me, Tab.
Okay, Chelsea. So I am so excited about your wedding. I hate that I'm getting to know you and and really connecting with you just solely through podcast appearances. And I want to remedy that. I actually kind of love it too. Like I I feel like we're, I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, June, my long lost friend. (laughs) I feel the same, but it is rather odd that we're building a relationship. Also like Paul and Yasser are such good friends. Like we should definitely have dinner together. I would love nothing more. And record it as a bonus episode. (laughs) Stitch a premium, baby. I mean, we do need to always be creating content. If you and I are together and it's not content worthy, then it's like, I don't really, you know, it doesn't really matter. So, so yes, we always have to be creating content, make it a live event. Thank you, Cody. Like their husbands know each other. They've obviously talked to each other a number of times. Like we should get together for dinner. And then immediately they're like, only if we can record it and put it out as a show and put seven ad reads in it. Cause otherwise I'm not wasting my time with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good job. I didn't actually make it that far in the podcast. I made it about 45 minutes. Yeah. And then the show just turned into like the, the sound in a movie when you, the bomb hits right next to you. And it's just like, yeah. I, it was it was so intolerable. Like, it's so low energy. I thought you were going to say it's it was so relieving. I, I lost my hearing, and it was the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> yeah. to me. A real bomb went off. <laughs> yeah. Which, so, which is, go ahead. You didn't make it to the end of the show, and I, I can't not. believe you didn't because they teased something in the early part of the show. There's this woman, Jordan, who produces the show for them. Jordan, like, works the, the board. And they say, Jordan, you have a new song out and a new music video. And she says, yep, I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been working on this for years. And I think this is one of her, like, unimaginable goals or whatever it was. So she's like, she's like, I can't believe you can hear my song on Spotify. It's a whole thing. So at the end, they're like, well, we'll play a little bit at the end. So I've been like, fuck, I'll hang out for this. Sure. Let's hold, this on, hold on. Can, can, we, can we listen to uh, Jordan's qualifications? Yes. Yes. Because they, they, they give her qualifications. My clip 23. This is, this is what makes Jordan a primo audio engineer and performer. That Jordan looks like a pre-Raphaelite. You know when you <laughs> yes. go to those paintings at the at the Met and you see those women who are laid out um, yeah, in a pastoral yeah, yeah. setting with the hair and the skin and skin. the rosy cheeks, the like peaches and cream. That's what she looks like. That's what we get to look at. Somebody who behind <laughs> the scenes is mixing our audio. She looks good. Was that a compliment? Apparently. Okay. I, yeah. I'm not really sure. It's hard yeah. to follow. I was having a hard time. The hair and forth. the skin. Jeez, you get both? All right. So obviously she's overly qualified to be a part of the show based on that. Let's hear how amazing her song is. First of all, who mixed this? I hopefully uh, not gonna, Jordan. Yeah, that exactly. kick drum is not in the right place in the mix at all. And what style of music is this? What would you describe this as? Uh, Caterwauling. All right, yeah. let's let's okay. wait. Let's get to the hook. Let's get to the hook. I hear two vocalists on this, but they're not singing the same song. Are <laughs> they? Is that Patty Seacup? <laughs> Is it? Just 
This song is driving Tab to drink. I know. Are you watching this? Yeah, of course I am. This guy's killing it. Yeah. He's got a great bit for our audio show going. Uh, So what... I'm not. Maybe it's maybe it's my headphones, but I'm not hearing a bass line like at all. Yeah, what is that? What is going on there? That was my problem with it too. (laughs) Kick and like just strumming guitar, and not even just like. Listen, I don't want to tell anyone how to live their lives, but you got to bring the vocals higher in the mix because that's how songs work. (laughs) You know. This is like if Nine Inch Nails made a gospel album. Is... <laughs> yeah, you're not an anal cunt. You got to bring the lyrics up <laughs> yeah. in the forefront. People want to hear what you're saying, or or uh, do they? Maybe not. Actually, they actually what happened was the engineer was in there, was just like, "All right, that's your vocal. Okay, bring that way." Down. <laughs> I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right. God. So the the next episode <laughs> after that song kicks off with uh, they go to they had a baby shower. And uh, this is a big deal for them. And listen, we are living our best lives on the weekends. That's the truth. Is like, oh, we had a baby shower on Saturday that was so special. It was, but unreal. it was also I needed a day to process that. That. Uh, that uh, they went to a baby shower on Saturday and then needed an extra day off that weekend because of it. it was like, whoa. <laughs> I got to figure out what just happened. Always with the processing. Yeah, I know. Pro- then, processing. Jesus. Sleep on it. And then you wonder why women make 77% of what a man does. Like, <laughs> I never do. You, need a, you went to a thing and you need a whole, you went to a baby shower. Like, how stressful could a baby shower possibly be? Well, because. You, you bring a gift and here's some wine. Yeah. End of transaction. Well, well you got it down. Tab, because these are big Hollywood celebrities, they don't do it that way. In fact, they were giving out awards to each other. Oh my god! Yes, there were this awards is, at the baby shower. <laughs> sorry, is this this is the episode that came out like today? Yes. Okay, I didn't listen to this one. Yeah, listen to this. This is crazy because obviously, so they're giving out like trophies to people, and when they describe <laughs> this trophy, it tells you everything you need to know about Hollywood. Alex Jones talks about this shit, and he's been right on a few things from time to time. Yeah, it was like a tiny Emmy Emmy award. With a, instead of an Emmy, a little baby, mm-hmm. a, like that looked kind of in like a sexy pose, like a baby, mm-hmm. sexy baby on the top. What is wrong with these people? She literally just said it was a sexy baby. It was a baby in a sexy pose. Why are there sexy babies at this shower? What's going on with these people? <laughs> uh, you have to ask Vinny. He probably knows about that. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> he's, he's probably seen the, the YouTube video of the guy breaking it up. What is this over here? I picture other celebrities accidentally listening to this and be like, holy shit, they're breaking the code. They yeah, can't talk about this. Right. They're like, good thing no one's listening to this show. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. God damn it. It just got out there. And then they're like, and then we went to Bohemian Grove and, uh, you know, there was a, there was a ritual. <laughs> a ritual. That's the you scam, know. right? Yeah. They're like, they're like, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about our baby, uh, you know, our baby raping Hollywood soirees unless you buy our merch. <laughs> and they get all <laughs> their fans to buy all the merch crazy so then they're talking about when you're at a baby shower or any of these types of events these women are constantly going to these events and things and luncheons and and what have you and they talk about when you're in a conversation with someone you don't want to be in a conversation with them i just pretend my internet went out but i guess there's another strategy as well everybody knows that saying i gotta get a drink is a i gotta get out of this conversation yes and it's hurtful to the person because they know you've been, your time's up, and somebody else has decided that. Actually, when I say I got to get a drink, I mean it. Yeah. Every time I've ever told someone, sorry, I got to go get a drink, 
that's literally what I'm going to go do. Sometimes I even have one and I still mean it. Yeah, and I still mean it. Like, yeah. I don't have a shot. So, yeah. so there's that. I feel empty. <laughs> this this beer is half done. I'm going to need three more. Uh, <laughs> Tim, what, what, what number are we up to over there, buddy? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. right. Numbers? Um, fuck you. I won't you know, you know what I would like to talk about, though? I'd like to talk about what you and I, as professional podcasters, owe. June Diane Rafe, uh, whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, yeah. Sheer. Uh, my clip, my clip twenty six. You know, as one of the first ladies of podcasting, yes. I like to mm-hmm. say I might. I That's think true. I might have invented podcasts. I'm not sure, and nobody's fact checked that. But <laughs> I can't get to. I got a fact enough. check for you. Now I know. I know the motto of this show is "Ain't no fact checking." Uh, but I not fact checking. Uh, to follow up on that, I've got um, my clip number two. This this might be a little more catchy than Ain't No Fact Checking. We make one promise and one promise only. We will not Google a thing. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, pretty much up there with Ain't No Fact Checking, right? Yeah, it's and the I same believe policy. So. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, let's, it sounds right. <laughs> let's rewind all the way back to 1989. Okay. Russian ind- independent radio begins distributing radio shows via cassette tape. Okay. In person, you know, not that's not that's not a podcast, right? No, it's so, not. So maybe she did invent it. Like that, that's just kind of like sharing audio files. In 1993, the first internet talk radio show appears, which you know that's kind of what podcasts are. But again, term doesn't exist. So maybe right. maybe June still has it. Yep. The year 2000, they begin attaching audio to an RSS feed. It's mm. first introduced by Tristan Lewis. Uh, David Weiner then joins in on the project. And actually, Adam Curry correct. is one of the first ones to launch. The podfather, um, Adam Curry. That's correct. The podfather, yeah. St- in 2003, Stephen Downs creates an aggregator for collecting RSS feeds, which is much like uh, what we do now to get podcasts. It also, it's the the first podcast is launched. It's an IT Conversations by Doug K, and it lasts from 2003 to 2012. So she didn't have the first podcast. No. Um, but... Maybe maybe she did something else. In 2003, Adam Curry offers the RSS to iPod software, which lets you pull audio off of an RSS feed and put it on your iPad. And that's really the birth of being able to listen to radio shows on demand. Then in 2004, Ben Hammersley coins the term podcasting Do you want a music for the new technology <laughs> in, the, in the Wall Street Journal. 2005, Apple adds podcast to iTunes. 2006, Lance Anderson is the first podcaster doing a live podcast tour. So... How's that, how did this get made? Doesn't really count for that. And to, maybe June did the first women podcast, though, right? Maybe she's the first woman well, podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thus, the first lady podcast. Sure. Sorry, in 2007, uh, Cambridge CRAT Center creates a podcast for women politicians. Mm. Um, and then all the way in September 2010, Paul and June go see the movie Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. And later that year, they're talking to Jason Manzukis, who suggests... Why don't we make a podcast shitting on movies? She rode these fucking men's coattails to the top, and she wants to call herself the first lady of podcasting. I don't fucking think so, bitch. There's a fucking fact check for you. Stop calling yourself the first lady of podcasting and start making something that's fucking entertaining content, which you're not going to do. I hate you. I hate she you didn't even bitch. come up with her own podcast. She, exactly. she invented podcasting. Oh. What an asshole. But you know what, though? You know what I think she might have invented, Tab? Maybe she was getting confused in her tiny woman's pea brain. I think she might have invented vocal fry. Nice people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to her. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I was the first one to vocal fry on a podcast. <laughs> good good stuff. And 
Uh, listen to this, Tab. Their concern is that they're not being cunts enough. I love when women authentically and honestly share their rage, their anger. I'm like this. If mo- more of us were fucking angry, yeah, the women in this country, like, and were honest about our ghoulish feelings of rage and anger and nastiness. I mean, let's not forget when Donald Trump called Hillary Clinton a nasty woman. I take that as a a badge of honor. Well, Hillary Clinton is a nasty woman. Which part is the badge of honor? Yeah, I don't understand that at all. They're like, you know what we need to do is we need to get rid of our filters and just be the assholes we truly are. No, ladies, if anything, go ahead and double up on the old filter there because I've been listening to your podcast (laughs) and you're letting a lot of shit out that you shouldn't be. When something is being said that's not right Mm -hmm. or you're in a situation where things aren't right, you have to speak up. And you have to not worry about. A thousand percent. And I maintain that if we were, as a culture, more honest about our monster selves and our monster feelings, mm-hmm. you know, what is therapy? What is all of this other than to be honest and authentic? It's not saying we're acting on them. It's not saying that we are, you know, taking every jealous instinct toward people and acting on all of it. But to be honest about the underbelly and the shadow self and the shadowy feelings to me is the most relieving kind of authentic it's real baby all right i just wanted to torture everyone with what i had to listen to today so these are women (laughs) their job is to pretend they're other people yeah they're actors what underbelly has she seen dude Right? Well, That's a little scary right yeah. there. If I, if I heard my wife talking like this, I'd be like, oh, okay, red flag. Yeah. This is a problem. Most people are just who they are. Most people do not play a character all day long like these idiots. And then after saying all that, she goes on to give us some misinformation. It's real. And, you know, I just was sent an article about ADHD in Harper's Bazaar about how women, you know, in their 40s are now being diagnosed because we kept it so secret what we were struggling with being a decent person gives you ADHD according to these nimwits should you accidentally google something yeah something well, like the- human decency would be good <laughs> yeah. it, it's just it's just like any excuse to be a reprehensible person yeah. like oh yeah, i'm an actor right. so it's okay to be reprehensible but also have ADHD and so you just like collect all these excuses as to why you're just <laughs> right. a cunt to be around i yeah I just I these these women are just so devoid of anything, any struggle, any challenge in their lives that they invent anything and everything to be against Mm -hmm. them so that they can play victim and excuse whatever behavior that they're unwilling to do. And they're just the worst. And then women evidently have to listen to this and be like, oh, yeah, I'm a queen. I should slay. I should be I should be able to wear white pants. Whatever stupid shit. Did that uh, ADHD thing sound a little bit like uh, Stutcho's OCD? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. People who know me know that. You know, uh, well, because of my ADHD, I have to drink uh, 22 cores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I felt that June and Stutjo have a lot in common in the way that they always turn those conversations around to be about them. Yes. They, she brings this guest on her show, and she just 
starts telling the guest stories about herself and we need to talk about how why we're friends and, and as opposed to extracting any in- interesting information about what the guest has to say now you know i'm a man i don't think women are funny but evidently some people think are funny her guest was funny that's why she got to write for all these comedy shows she's like she writes she has a hulu show or something coming out of course she does everybody does yeah all right I, i'm exhausted with this any other clips <laughs> you want to get to tab um, I'd like to, I'd like to play clip six. Okay. This, Jessica St. St. Clair. And I feel right. <laughs> I, just, I thought it was funny. She sounds like a monkey. Yeah. That is kind of funny. It's the funniest thing she did. Maybe she is a comedian after all. I have to give it to her. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. Are you ready to move on, buddy? I am absolutely ready to move on. All right, let's get into it. This is a podcast called Accidental Tech Podcast, and they're talking about the latest Apple Watch because it's a tech show. See if uh, see if you can pick up on why this is cringe. This one came in from John Himmelberger. Uh, that's a thing that you do. Uh, I thought they were pretty good with the uh, they they made some they made some attempts to be inclusive with this when they talked about, you know, uh, like the, the tracking features are useful for the, I think they said something like people who ovulate, right? Because some mm-hmm. women don't ovulate. So it's, you know, whether you're postmenopausal or whatever, they wanted to sort of like be accurate with their language. Um, but they, you know, they did, what are they, I didn't write down what they said, but they, they basically were only talking about women and women aren't the only people who ovulate. And you would think that Apple for all their inclusion and diversity, you know, efforts and everything would be able to use more precise language in their presentation. It's something that most people don't notice unless you happen to be someone who is watching this, who is not a woman who ovulates and you're like, Oh, I guess I'm excluded from this. Right. Jesus Christ. What the fuck was that? Holy shit. I wonder if that guy can like lick out his own butthole with the amount of bending over he's doing. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this early. The and that's because Doug Nuttle sent me a link and said, "If you thought Queen of My Heart was amazing." Then this jam will seal the deal. Bo Daddy Harris is the king of mumble country. <laughs> and I'm happy to say that we're doing a show on Sunday this weekend. We're going to have Pat Dixon on. But also we're going to have uh, Brandon from Shitty Song of the Week. Because he's been uh, studying this country artist for a little while now. And uh, I haven't listened to this yet, but I thought we could check this out together maybe. Oh, no. <laughs>
it's what's amazing. No reverb was used on this. That's just literally how his voice bounces off the wall. <laughs> Carl, yeah. Do you remember the crash test dummies? Yeah, yeah I do. He, he sounds like a drunk Brad Roberts. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's like the crash test dummies if they had no talent. Once there was a tard who. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Steve, like, man, that Bo Daddy hair is a real earworm. I couldn't get out of my head. I'm like, what? I can't even detect a melody from this guy. What are you talking about? This anyway. is like the sound you listen to to like hypnotize someone. They just they play this song at them and then you kind of slowly pass out. And then the next thing you know, you're acting like a dog. Yeah, Hannah just took her panties off. I could see her backstage over here. <laughs> That's what that music does to people. It's pretty incredible. All right, Keep I, playing have, it. I have another fun thing that I want to do, and actually, this is going to get us into our Stuttering John segment. <laughs> I, seriously, if, if you squint a little bit, you think that I've said a John at my show today. It's really impressive. I was gonna record out. I was gonna record outside on my front porch because I ran late. I didn't have time to set up everything else. That's there. hilarious. All right. Yeah. So this is uh, a bit that a listener put together for us. Mike Walker, the uh, famous writer for the National Enquirer. <laughs> Jesus <God>. Christ. <laughs> Mike Walker wrote a book some time ago, and in his book, he discussed the Tonight Show hiring Stuttering John debacle. He got to the bottom of this. He interviewed people. He learned all about it. This is a very interesting story. This is what Mike Walker wrote in his book about Jay Leno hiring Stuttering John Melendez to work for him as the announcer on the Tonight Show. Hello, everyone. This is an excerpt from the book, Get Real, the untold story. Sexy, Scary, Scandalous World of Reality TV by Mike Walker. Here for the first time is the real story of what happened behind the scenes on The Tonight Show, culled from my insider sources and the bizarre chain of events and misinformation that led to the hiring of Stuttering John. It all began when a higher-up caught John's appearance on the reality show, I am a celebrity. Get me out of here. John had made some sensitive moves like befriending the terrified Melissa Rivers. And that impressed this lofty suit, who then learned that stuttering John was the guy from the Stern Show who did all those hilarious on-the-street ambushes. Oh, he does those? Great. He can do on-the-street bits on our show. Somehow it escaped the notice of this overpaid exec that John did not actually write these bits. Moreover, John was, as anyone who listened to Howard Stern know, definitely not a quick ad-libber who was great at tossing the conversational ball back and forth. Under normal circumstances, John's hiring might have undergone more thorough discussion at NBC. But now there was a hush-hush need for speed. Sources say the writers on the show had begun to abhor band leader K. 
Kevin Eubanks, who looks all smiley and laid back on camera, but is said to be surly and resistant to suggestions about how to interact with Jay on air. It wasn't working with Kevin, so it was decided to seek a new hire. Someone capable of kibitzing on the couch with Jay. It wasn't until Jay hired stuttering John away from Howard Stern, triggering a vicious showbiz feud, that The Tonight Show discovered the misconceptions about their hot new hire. The first few times they put John Melendez on the couch to trade witty chit-chat and banter with Jay about subjects young and hip, the experienced older comedian discovered what Howard could have told him. John's a <laughs> smart guy who can carry on an interesting conversation, I suppose so. But he is not a scintillating raconteur, nor is he particularly funny. John cracked Stern's fans up because he had brass balls and dared to confront anyone on earth. The writers then sent John out to do man-on-the-street bits, but were frustrated when the bits didn't catch fire. John's ad-lib conversations with ordinary people were pleasant, but flat. Leno was furious. Why didn't we find out that he never wrote all those phony questions he asked celebrities? Raged the host. His highly paid writing staff. People are saying this bit is bombing. No, this is literally from Mike Walker's book. This isn't a bit. This is what Mike Walker, when he was doing the reporting on this, determined. He found out that Jay Leno was furious after they hired. Is everyone listening to this? Suddenly, <laughs> Dad was hired by some stupid exec at NBC who was just like, oh, let's get this guy on the show. This will help things out. We'll get some young people watching. And then Jay Leno's like, why the fuck did we hire this guy? He's terrible for the show. He's kryptonite for my show. Rolled their eyes and avoided looking at the higher-up who had been so high on hijacking John from Stern. Jay had hired... Alright, I, I agree. The production on this is weird. <laughs> I'll read it and you put it in post. <laughs> Stuttering John to beef up the reality feel he keeps trying for on The Tonight Show with bits like the photo booth and the newscaster at the gas pump. But John, whose pugnacious personality worked perfectly in the rough-and-tumble boys' locker room atmosphere at the Stern Show, and who even came off funny at times with his <laughs> sneering put-downs, was the proverbial fish out of water in Jay's button-down world of slick comedy pinned by slick writers. After a while, John's profile on the show was lowered. He still did announcing and physical comedy bits, but he was no longer the reality guy. If Jay ever boots John off the Tonight Show, Howard will make great radio fun out of savaging his old sidekick and telling him, I told you so. I told you so. Today, everyone in the business knows a mistake was made in hiring John for The Tonight Show, said a veteran comedy writer and producer. One of Leno's people saw John on that celebrity survivor reality show and thought he was warm and spontaneous. Leno was looking for someone who had authentic street feel and who could bounce off of him on the air. Stuttering John looked perfect. But what everyone forgot was... 
There is no such person as Stuttering John. There's a guy named John Melendez who became the character shaped by the genius of Howard Stern. Once Stuttering John was yanked out of the Stern Aquarium, he began flopping around and <laughs> gasping for air. And that is the end of the excerpt. I hope you enjoyed this excerpt of Get Real, the untold story, sexy, scary, scandalous world of reality TV by Mike Walker. Thanks, Mike Walker. Thank you for that dynamite reporting. The thing that we all knew, John did not deserve that job, and everyone despised him that worked there. And, and now you know the rest, <laughs> of, the the story. rest of the story. <laughs> I don't know if you're up to 13 or 14 over there, and I don't want to drink shame anyone. Um, this is also a kind of a fun clip that got sent into me by uh, oh shit I didn't write down the person's name but thank you for sending this in to me. <laughs> no, this this is... was sent to me by uh, I don't know who the fuck you are. Fuck you, I'm too important. Oops, uh. oops. Uh, Jay Leno was recently on Bill Maher's podcast, and this is a interesting little uh, much shorter back and forth than that last bit. I promise you that. But you wouldn't do it if it was stupid. When when there was a writer strike, like. You wrote your own monologue. Right, right. And nobody else could have done that. There's nobody else who... Well, I'm glad the like, strike didn't last that long. Let's well, you're both somehow, the, you're somehow both the guy who never fired a writer, right? And that one of your... No, I never fired anybody. Right. Guys left because they got better opportunity or right. something. Right, but... okay. Jay never fired anybody at the Tonight Show. Never fired well, anybody. And Bill Barr's like, Why? You gotta fire people who are incompetent. Eh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that story checks out. That story checks out, doesn't it? I feel like he tacitly fired that guy that was on John's show a couple weeks ago, the black guy, the only diverse writer oh, that they had. That's true. Because when he moved, he took John with him, but not that guy. Like that guy seems to had to have been at least mildly competent, as opposed to stuttering John, yeah. who is completely worthless. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I forgot about that, Suli. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, that is one of those things where, yeah, you didn't fire somebody, but you didn't continue to them to employ them when their contract was up. So, right. You know, right. Kind of that kind of thing. Uh, I feel like that. Were they high? Were they like getting drunk on that show? Something was going on. They both oh. seem very sedate. Oh, you yeah. think Bill Maher was getting high, do you? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't watch Bill Maher. I'm not a liberal pinko comic. Yeah, he, uh, likes, he likes marijuana a little bit. Um, I want to give everyone an update. I spoke with my friend at the RPD. He says there was never a phone call from John Melendez that came into the Rochester Police Department. There's no record of it. They write down every name of everyone who calls in with any type of anything. And he says, I checked all the systems. There's John Melendez does not exist in our system. He goes, unless he gave him a fake name. I go, no, he was bragging that the cop knew who he was from the Howard Stern show. Yeah, they were both named John. Yeah, no. and the cop's name was John, too. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, he used a fake name, and the detective that he talked to, being like a primo sleuth, was like, there's no way this is Rico J Melendez. Yeah. Is this stuttering John Melendez? Like, oh, 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 you, oh, you, oh yeah, you got me. You got me. I didn't oh. want to tell you because I'm such a big celebrity. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be, uh, to get, um, I didn't want to be treated uh, differently. You guys want to get a quick update on uh, our chemo friend? Please. Abso fucking lootly. Yeah. 
Chemo Christopher, we'll call him. He or she. <laughs> the good news, I'll tell you, is he's taking... Uh, he or she is is <laughs> taken to the chemo. It's starting to work. So it's starting to work, which is great news. The only downside: it's another twelve chemo treatments, which is three hundred dollars. So this person actually might set up a GoFundMe, and then you will all know who this person is. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that you'll, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure as soon as you find out who this person is, you'll all, you'll all want to donate. And, and I thank you for those who did donate <laughs> and I did send every dime of it plus some to the person. I got a paper trail. Got, <laughs> yeah, there's a paper trail. There's, there's a-, a paper trail. I do believe that he may have sent a dime. What's great is that he says, <laughs> okay, he's got 12 more treatments. They're 300 bucks a piece. Yeah. And my friend Drew Lane offered him $2,500. Dr. Steve said, I'll chip in another thousand. That's $3,500. If John would take an IQ test against Anthony Kumi to see who's smarter, because John put a tweet out saying that he's smarter than Anthony. And the reasons why is because John has two degrees. Mm-hmm. Now, one of uh, them is your associate's degree, which is once you get your bachelor's degree, you know, I'm talking about having two degrees. I have anymore. that in producing. I mean, look yeah, at me. Right. <laughs> no, it's two degrees, which is insane. I told that to Drew. I was on their show yesterday. I go, do you know what his degrees are? What is his associate? He goes, oh, oh, I just assumed it was a master. like, no. no. John bragged about passing the realtor test. Mm-hmm. He bragged about passing the, the test to become a substitute teacher, teacher, which people are posting sample questions from that yeah. online. It's hilarious. Yeah, Anyone I mean, we have passed. teacher friends. We we know how yeah. it is. <laughs> there well, was a, in that in that same tweet, he says, uh, "And I ta- I taught algebra for five weeks. Yes, now, five weeks straight. I know. Yeah, I know. We're all on Chrissy Mayer's side, and we think teachers are all worthless. Uh, but <laughs> even t- worthless teachers teach for like." 16 or 18 weeks in a row before they take their summer vacation or their Christmas vacation, John. Like you did, you did five weeks. Like you didn't even do, you did half a semester. You did nothing. Correct. Correct. And actually, actual math teachers have to know like trigonometry and they might have to know like calculus. Like there's other things besides seventh grade algebra. And this guy's like, I'm obviously a math whiz. Like, well, you're solving for X. Let's not get ahead of ourselves over here. It's not that impressive what you're doing. Could you solve for X, Carl? I could, yeah. Okay. I couldn't. I'm not good at algebra. Yeah, I was good at that. But it's so hilarious to me that John would even consider himself smarter than Anthony Cumia. Because he goes, well, Anthony didn't even get a high school degree. Anthony has Neil deGrasse Tyson on his show and carries out a conversation for two hours with the guy that's extremely intelligent and enlightening to me because I don't know shit about science. The guy's very bright. The fact, Listen, if it was Sunday John versus Opie, I'd go, ah, all right. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance John can win this one, but John. So anyway, the point is, if he really cares about his friend and the chemo treatment and the money they need, the money's right there for you, John. Yeah. You put it out there. You're smarter than Anthony. Here's thirty five hundred dollars to prove it. That's it. That and, easy and for you, buddy. It's thirty five hundred dollars just to take the test. Just take the test. Not to win. Just take the test. Just, no. Just, just humble yourself. Yeah. For 
for an hour. You only have to be smart enough to take the test. <laughs> yeah. And the money. <laughs> and, and Dr. Steve said he'll even pay for the test, whatever that costs. Yeah. I just want to see the questions. Me too. Especially like, if could, it was Stunt Joe versus Opie. You could save a man's life by taking one test. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, the head that John would have? I'm like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I paid for their, their whole treatment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sure, I only have an IQ of 89. I but, lost, uh, but I appealed. You know, <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> I haven't lost yet. <laughs> I went back to the board of uh, Q's, and I asked them to do more. Uh, John DeLancey, uh, he's going to be talking to me. Holy shit. So... I was just on. Oh, and by the way, I should point this out too. So Drew tweets at John and says, you know, after John put that tweet out, like, hey, buddy, here's 2,500 bucks if you take the test. John blocks him. Of course. Drew, Drew goes, I've never, been, I've never been blocked by anyone in my life. The one time I'm blocked is I'm offering someone $2,500. <laughs> like, how does that make sense? Such a moron. So I went on <laughs> Drew and Mike's show yesterday and we did a whole beer on the balcony segment on there. Oh, cool. And I'm going to just do a couple things to overlap that to set this up because on Saturday he does his normal show and he had the uh, Richard Ojeda mm-hmm. as the – I always have to look at you. <laughs> Did I say it right? <laughs> he had Richard Ojeda on as his guest for the entire two hours. And at the end of that, he's promoting his <laughs> – he's promoting beer on the balcony. And uh, he's excited about his guest he's going to have on beer on the balcony. Come up right after this episode. Anyway, uh, I'm now going to go over to my uh, beer on the balcony with the great Rich Tallarico, who's got a hell of a bunch of stories to tell you. Uh, this is this is a fun little romp through our show business, our writing lives in show business, working for Jay Leno, and he worked for SNL. I worked for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar roast, uh, <laughs> and he worked for Key and Peele. I worked for the Howard Stern show. So there's, there's, it's just going to be a great, great show. John, he wrote for Key and Peele. You answered the phone at the Howard Stern show. You see the difference, right? No, he doesn't. Well, and, I know. And doesn't. <laughs> it's like it's they're so completely unrelated. Yeah. He wrote for the Key and Peele show, which has been it's over. It's the show's done. They've both gone their separate ways to do their own careers. But one of the funniest sketch comedy shows of all but, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well, well sure. beloved, well beloved. But yeah. it's even it's like ten years, less than ten years that show went off the air or was uh, started. It's it's pretty recent. He was on Howard Stern <laughs> yeah. when I was in fucking elementary school. <laughs> it's a good, that's a good point as well. But I like the way that he sets this up. He goes, coming up next, I got another comedy writer. I'm going to be telling stories. He's going to be telling stories. You know, I worked for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He wrote for SNL. Same thing. Same dip. <laughs> we, we both got our war stories. So he starts off the episode. And this is the thing, because you were talking about Suli the week before. Oh, yes. like John was having so much fun with it, but he didn't know why. Yeah. And he thought they were having like this really fun, funny conversation. But meanwhile, the guy's going, yeah, I got hired for affirmative action. You know, Barack Obama became president. They were like, <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's cracking up over this shit. Didn't make any fucking sense. So John wants to continue all of that fun here. Yeah, the momentum he's got going. Yeah. So this is the introduction to Rich Tallarico. And now today... A good buddy of mine who I work with on The Tonight Show, another writer, Rich Tallarico. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Hi, pal. I tell you, Rich, being a writer on The Tonight Show, it's like, do you get any PTSD from that? <laughs> 
You know, I had a really good time there. I met so many amazing folks like yourself. Skull, John! <laughs> Isn't that great? He's like, whoa, we went to war together. We were in battle together. Yeah. Remember that? He's just like, no, it was a great time. He's like, I thought it was summer camp. You thought it was a battle? I'm <laughs> confused. Well, I got to go, a, John. Sorry. Every, <laughs> every time, time I had to fight, I had to fight for my bits. I got a great bit. Uh, what if I went to have sex with a pretty girl? Uh, How is that funny, John? <laughs> yeah. well, uh, I, uh, uh, You know what? I pass. Well, I saw Adam Sandler do it in all of his movies, and they're very popular. So I thought maybe I could do that. Hey, how is this guy getting a hot chick? I know, right? That's the that's the joke. That, yeah. And then we actually do it in real life. <laughs> all right. Easy for you to lay. <laughs> uh, Zing King strikes again. So. I think when people don't understand sarcasm, it's a sign of low intelligence. <laughs> what do you mean by that? This is Rich. Oh, oh, you didn't understand? Rich is talking about how he went to SNL in the very first episode he wrote for Donald Trump mm. was the guest host mm. of the show. Now, tell me about your experience. So you wrote at SNL. And your first week was when Donald Trump was the host? Yes. Tell us yes. a little bit about that, Rich. Well, you know, uh, it was my first uh, week at the show. And, uh, you know, it's absolutely such a big week because you're really it's like going uh, into the Wizard of Oz's lair. You know, you're walking behind that curtain. You're seeing everything. So, I, it was, you know, a week I'll never forget. But I guess the thing I wanted to mention to you, because I know you're a big Trump fan. I know you're a Trump supporter. I'm kidding, yeah, kidding right? <laughs> Sorry, too dry, too dry on that delivery. No, he's too dumb. Yeah, not, you're not too dry. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I, I can't have a Trump supporter on my show. Oh, as soon as he heard work. Trump, he's just like, uh oh, where, where is this going? What? Christ. Why that's he... what the. That's the only PTSD that John has is hearing the word oh Trump. You know, he's like the principal in Beavis and Butthead. He's just constantly like, oh, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, we got a ball. Defeat on QAnon. And oh, the GQP. Trump is carving penises into the desk again. A couple production notes for the viewers. Don't put a ceiling fan behind your fucking head. And don't itch your palm on camera if it itches. Do what I do. Itch it under the table. Under the table, yeah. <laughs> that you're down here itching your palm. It's totally normal. <laughs> over and over. And you suddenly stop. It's a good thing you have those beers in front of you, Tab, or we would have seen what you were really doing. I really I'm really tired of you shaming me for my 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 beliefs. Oh, oh <laughs> uh, uh, who who itches their palm, first of all? That's a weird know. tell yeah. or whatever he's doing. He's nervous or something. But yeah, you're right. He, whenever he's doing something with his hands, he has to bring them up in front of his face and show you what he's doing with his gross, disgusting hands all the time. He can't help himself. Have you never never heard that old wives' tale about itchy palms? No. You get itchy palms from jerking off too much. Well, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's like an old wives' tale. And yeah. there's hair on his palms too. Look. <laughs> and I just like to point out, you know, we're talking about John's batch now. <sighs> So, yeah. It's been a several episodes and we talked about his batch. Get the you know, squeegee out, Chris. We gotta start talking about his batch. We gotta clean things up. <laughs> All right. So Rich goes through this whole story about how he learned from that experience that when you write 
sketch comedy for people who aren't performers. You have to write the jokes into the people around that person. Because he tried to write this sketch for Trump where he was playing Monopoly with his buddies in college. And he owned all the real estate. And he was being a dick to everyone. And Trump wasn't delivering the lines correctly. And it wasn't funny. It was flat. But then the sketches that got on, they would have Trump just reacting to people who were saying funny things around him. He goes through this whole thing and explains this learning experience he had there. And John's follow-up question to that is insane. It was a big lesson for me of like how to write for somebody that might necessarily not, you know, not necessarily be a performer. Yeah. Are, are you stoned right now? <laughs> stoned? No, I don't do that. Because your eyes look like you might be a little stoned. <laughs> That's what he said to the Asian yeah. guy that was on there. No, no I'm only, I, it doesn't matter. I get stoned all the time. Who cares? No, no not at all. Not at all. So, Why? sober as a judge. Uh, what? Look, that it, was on the verge of being an interesting, yeah, an interesting yeah. story. Like <laughs> talking about, I don't like SNL, but I can imagine as a comedy writer writing for you get they they book guests they just want someone famous, mm -hmm. and maybe it's an actor who's not comedic, or maybe it's someone like Donald Trump who's not an actor. That could be a challenge, right? And John's just like, oh, did you smoke any weed today? Uh, visit my friends at my weed store and tell them uh, Stuttering John said well, you again, even 11%. Thought, even if you thought your guest who was on there does the same drugs that you do, like, talk about that after the show or, or you know, whatever. Like, you don't bring that up on the show. Like, by the way, kind of blow you get these days because the shit out here, <laughs> I'll tell you after. Yeah, right. After the show, I'm happy to tell you about the kind of blow that I've been getting. But not while we're actually doing the show. And it's funny, too, because to your point, Tab, he's bringing up something that's interesting for comedy writers. And he wrote for Key and Peele, and he's written these great sketches and all this stuff. And later on in this interview, John runs out of things to talk to him about. He asks him where he's from twice, <laughs> which is, oh, which is no. always good. And this is always a, a good sign of an interview going very well. Rich tries to get out of the interview 30 minutes in. It's an hour-long interview. Yeah. And uh, and thank you for giving me some time to talk about this today. Very much oh, appreciate no. We ain't done yet. We got another half an hour. Okay, great. I'll kick off my shoes. <laughs> as, as June Shear would say, I, I need John, I need to go get another drink. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what, Mike? I really got to get a drink, though. So. As they say in radio. I, <laughs> <laughs> that old radio expression. <laughs> He's oh like, I, I don't smoke weed. I'm not stoned, but I'm thinking about taking it up right now. So I'll uh, be rolling a joint. But uh, John good cannot read the room. He no, he does not. He has no like his perception ends at the end of his table. Yes. And that's why, like, his interview is looks like your table. He's <laughs> yeah, just, right. what are you talking about, producer Chris? And it's, it's an audio format. Uh, he, whenever he's doing these interviews, he's just, like, waiting. It's it's almost like um, in theater people will do that. They don't really learn the other person's lines. They just wait for them to stop speaking. Sure. So they're like, oh, now I get to start talking. Oh, uh, you stop talking. So now I, 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 I have something to say. Yeah. Speaking of John being completely unaware of how he comes off. This is once again because Rich is running to be a board member for the Writers Guild or something. And his whole thing is that he explains that they're giving this content away for free. So Key and Peele, you can watch every sketch they've ever done on YouTube. And he's like, for me, being a writer, I don't make any residuals off that. It's just on YouTube. And the networks are putting it up there to promote it, but it's kind of fucking over the writers. Goes through this whole thing. And John, of course, has to make himself the hero. And he did something so amazing. John sent an email out. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. 
and he is very impressed with himself. Well, just, well, as you know, I I did a mass email to all of our writers. I had all their emails, and I sent it out. Vote for Rich Tallarico, you know. So, it, yeah, no, I, I owe you. You really uh, jumped right in, and uh, of course, man, dude, you really jump dude, right you know, in, make yourself a hero. My mantra in life, Rich, has always been. Uh-huh. You know, uh, here I'm here to help people because <sighs> what else am I fucking here for? Get you know what I mean? Like, I like <laughs> that's to help a really people. good question, I mean, John. <laughs> like, in anything. Yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah. And that actually, that's the question you should probably ask yourself at some point. Like, what are you here for? Because <laughs> you're not helping anyone. <laughs> how, many, how many of those texts do you think the response was, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those emails coming back. Getting this lose this my email lose my email address, please. Please stop talking to me. I, I love that he says, you know, the question is, what am I here for? He probably says that when he walks in the bar, like we know, Coors Light. All right, sit down, we'll get it for you. <laughs> you know what I'm here for? Yes, we know what you're here for. He's a pitcher. Are your friends showing up this time? All right, <laughs> like a taste so one glass. <laughs> yeah, pitcher with one glass. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll drink out of both glasses. You <laughs> just know, drink straight out of the pitcher, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. I got what am I going to do? I'm going to pour? I'm not going to pour. I'm going to pour in my mouth. <laughs> to help people. I mean, like in anything. Because it don't... I mean, like, I, I think that's why we're here. I really, I really think right. we're supposed to be... I think we're here to be better people. Then why are you laughing? Yeah, even then Rich... Why are you here? Even Rich is just like, are we doing this right now, John? Yeah. Are you really taking full credit for sending out an email and telling people to vote for me because we work together on the night show? Like, okay. Uh, Rich, Rich, uh, I, 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 I sent an email. You, 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 uh, you owe me. You owe, you me. owe me. And guess what, John uh, is going to do for Rich now? He's going to tell him tales. Send him of, some weed of his amazing <laughs> do you career. Remember that bit I wrote on the Tonight Show. Uh, that you know, it was great. Oh, I so that, by the way, this is a continuation of what I did with Drew and Mike yesterday. If you're on our Patreon. You get that episode, but if you don't, if you're not, go to Drew and Mike's show from September 13th. I did about an hour on this interview. This is the second half of it because John takes so much credit for everything that he accomplished on The Tonight Show. This guy is sitting here going, look at not every joke you write is going to be great. So I tried to come up with tons of jokes so that Jay could pick out a few that he could use, but it really wasn't even my strong point. I wasn't even that good at it. And John's like, oh, I was great at it. I did everything. Uh-huh. I got a lot, all my jokes out on the monologues. Like It's so insane. And this poor guy is sitting through that. That's why 25 minutes in, he's tapping out like, all right, well, great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, no, we got another half hour. Because, <laughs> well, because I, it's, it's not an interview. There's, no. It's yeah. not like it's just waiting for Rich to stop talking so that John can tell his yep. stories. And I'm I'm sure Rich is – I mean, he sounds like an interesting enough guy. I would watch an interview with him. Yeah, yeah with he's, had a, he's had a good career writing comedy. He should, go on, he should go on Comedy at the Carlson to talk to a real interviewer. Yes. Who's, who would that be? Oh, I, I guess you're talking about Vinny Paulino. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get in Vinny's good graces. <laughs> Why would you, anyone want to do it's that? Possible. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't want to get. Uh, I sold the movie that I wrote, The National Lampoon, and it came out. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> called One Too Many. Uh, okay. it, it wasn't very well received by the critics. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Who cares? It was so low budget, Rich. I mean, we literally made it for five hundred thousand dollars. But I had Jeff Ross on. That's also low budget. What'd you say, John? 
That is, that is some flex right there, yeah. isn't it? I made a movie. No one liked it. And we didn't have any money to spend on it. I'm sorry, John. No, why why did you bring favorite, that up? <laughs> my, my favorite part of that was, I was like, we made it for $500,000. Yeah, Rich goes, what? Yeah. What did you say? Jesus Christ, Rich is like, I'm never drinking or smoking pot. <laughs> What is he so gross? Why is he so gross? He's such a gross individual. Why does he have no tolerance? He drinks every day and then he gets three beers in on beer on the balcony. I mean, chugs them. Don't get me wrong. No, he gets no, three beers no. in and he's annihilated. Are you you're talking about tabs? <laughs> God damn it, Chris. Your mistake is thinking that that's beer number three. Okay. That's beer 13. Yeah, that seems like it. He's drinking. I, I post in the Discord a lot. Like, I'll take the. We have a chords emoji in the WTP Discord. <laughs> yeah. I will post that emoji three times because it's a six pack. That's 18 beers. 18 beers a day is what John is like. That's his maintenance dose. Right. As, right. as someone who understands like functional alcoholism, yeah. you have to like drink your maintenance dose. Otherwise you're dead. So my guess is when beer on the balcony launches, he's already six or eight beers in. And then he's starting to get a buzz by the time he's got his guest on because he's like, he's a full blown fucking alcoholic. Sure. You were talking about before the show really started that he, someone was saying that he leaves Pickwick pub at 7 PM <laughs> fucking hammered. Yeah. I, I met someone and, out in LA who used to run into John at Pickwick and John would be blackout drunk at seven o'clock when this guy was going yeah. in. And I'm still on East coast time. I gotta figure out the times. You know, I, I, uh, there's, there's a new discord beer on the balcony where we, like talk about John if you're if you want to join I'm sure someone will post the link um and one of the channels is just a uh like list it's it's a bot that reads John's Twitter and I've noticed because I never really paid attention to John's Twitter until that discord popped up he will like get up at 10 a.m and tweet frantically until about one or two in the afternoon uh-huh. and then it just cuts right the fuck off <laughs> he's, got other things he's to in do. the pub fucking yeah. putting them down blah, blah, blah. and then like he's not he doesn't have time to play on his phone right and then he's blackout drunk sometimes you'll get a couple in the like late afternoon where he's like probably like sitting there at the bar just like oh oh, oh, oh someone tweeting about matt gates i gotta, you know, <laughs> I gotta tweet that shit and it's become like a fascinating window Interesting. into his life that I didn't have prior to that Discord existing. So uh, if you're interested in join, John, join that that Discord and someone post the link because I'm fucking, I'm not doing that. It's I mean, on our website, right? It's or, your is, Discord's on the website. Oh, the beer this on the is the other Discord. Is, yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, let, yeah. let me also say this. Let me say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the beer on the balcony Discord is not related to WATP no, in any form of fashion. Yes. And any opinions of members of the Discord are the opinions of the members of the discord and not WATP as a whole. So if someone's on there, you know, someone like a guy named tab from HWIDG that's posting all kinds of like random shit. Uh, that is not Carl's opinion. That is tab from HWIDG's opinion. Also, Oh, and someone just posted it, a link to it in uh, the discord chat. We're just here in the live show channel. Uh, Also, I want to point out, you said you live in St. Louis. I do, I do. Yeah, so can you give the rest of your address? Because John will be definitely suing oh, you for libel and slander after what I you just said. I almost know where you live. <laughs> I want to be the guy. I want to be the guy. Like, you know how you have 
you'll have like a movie and you'll have a spinoff and you have the one guy show up from the spinoff mm-hmm. to, to give it credibility. Of course. I want to be the guy from the original lawsuit that's also in lawsuit oh, too. Oh, yeah. That's what get I'm shooting for. Twice. That'd be, well, you didn't did, get served the first time, but yeah, I hear you. I did get served the first time and I'm not getting served the second time, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to be like, hey, Carl, you know, you keep fighting the good fight. All right, I got to go back to being like a real star. And, and <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> I love you when Anthony. I, hopefully, everybody watched it. He put he put it up on YouTube, which was great. Anthony did sixty eight oh, minutes on stuttering John, was, begging yeah. him to sue him. And Anthony goes, John, I beg you. I want someone to come into these doors and serve me. And you know what? I will not show up to court. I yeah. will not pay you. Will not acknowledge <laughs> this. Yeah, I will not acknowledge it. Yeah. Go ahead and sue me, idiot. It was great. Uh, I wanted to. I, I was hoping that yeah. like you would play it's it on cathartic. the show, but it's it was it was too cathartic. big. Like I listened yeah. to the whole thing. It is great. Uh, the other day, it was he, oh he was fantastic. He was fantastic taking about stuttering John. So great. anyway, yeah, um, join those discords. They're great. Uh, and the great part about clamoring Carl, the uh, Discord account that's posting images from your Discord or not your Discord, just a Discord that's maybe like kind of associated with uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I found a life hack to get retweeted by Stuttering John. I don't even have a Twitter. He's Wait. retweeting my tweets about him. I don't oh, even have a Twitter. You just posted in the Discord. Yeah, I'm just in the Discord. Just and like, then it shows John's up on Twitter. A retard and a faggot, and it shows him I'm fat on, <laughs> on Twitter. And I'm just like, what are you, an idiot? That is the secret to success right there, it's my so friend. Great. It's yeah. so great. That's I've hilarious. Been, I, will, I screenshot those posts and send them to my friends, and I'm just like, check this shit out. I'm getting retweeted by Stuttering John. World uh, famous. He's world famous. That's, that is hilarious. Follow Tab for more tips. All right. <laughs> so John finally said something I agree with. How many years has it been, Producer Cress? Finally, there's something that, like, if him and I ever had a conversation, this is where I would start. Like, all right, we do have one thing in common. Syracuse is dreadful. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) You nailed that one. Very good. All right. So then John... To be fair, he's probably so drunk he thinks you live there. (laughs) You're right about that. No, the the funny part is is that Rich says, I grew up in upstate New York between Syracuse and Albany. So he's probably from like a suburb, Utica or something, a suburb of Syracuse. It's a Utica thing. Yeah, and John immediately goes, oh, Syracuse fucking sucks. He's just like, oh, okay. Rich has family there and stuff. He's like, oh, okay. The final insult in this interview. Jesus. And then then John goes, he goes, the reason why he hates it there, because Rich goes, this is the worst place places than Syracuse, which I don't know, maybe. And then uh, maybe Gary. And then John goes, well, I just I did a stand-up gig there, and it was terrible. I'm like, well, that, that's not Syracuse's fault. <laughs> yeah. About my jokes, Bob, in Syracuse. Right. <laughs> and Jacksonville, and Tampa, yeah. and L.A., and uh, Tustin, and also Nevada. Like, where do your jokes not suck, John? Yeah. All right, so this, this is interesting, because stuttering John... For whatever reason, he's just reading Rich's IMDb page. because, Well, not for whatever reason. He's trying to figure out what to talk to him about because he didn't prepare for this at all. So this is actually him improving his prep skills. Yeah, right. He's, <laughs> at least he's reading fair. something on the fly. That's amazing. But try to figure out what the question is. Because okay. usually when you have someone on your show, you want to ask them. Oh, there's a new game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> 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 That's awesome, Rich. I mean, uh, and uh, uh, let's see, you were an actor in on uh, Conan, and I, I, I actually 
did a bit on Conan with Gilbert Gottfried, but I was a guest on Conan. Even my band played on Conan. I was their go-to. If they if like, they had like a falling out of a guest. Hey, John, you want to come on? And I, I think I did like seven guest appearances on the Conan O'Brien show. All right, let's play the game. <laughs> what was the question? Because he stopped talking. <laughs> so I loved Conan. As yeah, a, me too. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. There was like I I never really got into Jay Leno, but I love Conan show. Yeah. When he went to the Tonight Show, I it, it, like he lost his edge, and maybe that's and so since then I he's kind of like diminished in my eyes. I watched Conan. I had. So let's, you know, rewind 20 years. I had a portable TV that was, you know, four inches in diagonal. Mm-hmm. You could hold it in your hand. That's how small it was. Two and of Chris's stay- penises. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I would stay up late at night and I would have that little TV in my bedroom. And I'm, I'm in middle school and high school with my headphones in. And, I'd be, and I would stay up late to watch Conan. Yep. Early 2000s, you know, 2002, 2003. I, I had no idea who Stuttering John was until I listened to your show. Well, what's great, though, is he says, I, I used to do Conan all the time, but because he was a fill-in guest. So he just lost all credibility. He wants to be like, I was on that show seven times. That would be impressive, unless he lives down the street and someone canceled at the last minute. They're like, fuck. John, you want to come fair. in with your stupid shitty band again? Or can we do something? Do you know anyone who's got nothing going on that we can get in here? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... I'm surprised that John did this because normally he makes it about the guest, but for some reason he decides to go through his resume. What? To Rich Tellerico. This is just this last Saturday. It, you know what? Like, that's like, you know, just for me, I feel I lived a charm life. Like, I got to work and write for Howard Stern. Look at Rich's reaction. I got to meet a ton of celebrities. You're doing it all, buddy. And go to a ton of free concerts. (laughs) Free concerts. And then I get a record (laughs) deal. I get to tour the country with all these. That's a new one, by the way. Of all the humble brags, I got to go to free concerts because I worked (laughs) at a radio station. And I got a (laughs) T-shirt. Hey, I don't want to brag. I got to go to free concerts because I worked. As a stagehand, so yeah, in a theater, so I you f- stay in hotels. They would offer me soap. <laughs> I, I refused. <laughs> My OCD wouldn't let me take it. <laughs> I got to open for Ozzy Osbourne and, and Motley Crue and yeah. Jeepers. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Jeepers. Did you get open for the Yeah. What about the Misfits? I opened for the Misfits, motherfucker. Or what some version cows, of them. One of Man Cow's favorite bands, by the way. Oh, fuck your face, Stuttering John. Hey, hey, don't chew. So he says, I opened for Ozzy. I opened for Motley Crue. And Motley Crue and Jeepers. I didn't know that. That's amazing. And Collective Soul. And then I... I would have left that last one off the list. You know, you either build to Ozzy or just leave Collective Soul off the list. I think we can book Collective Soul to play with us in Detroit. The ISOs are playing in Detroit, by the way, October 1st. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention Yeah, we should mention that. We'll do it later. And uh, Rich, (laughs) it looks like he's reading his Wikipedia page. It's (laughs) starting to dawn on him what's happening. Yeah. You know, then I go on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And, you know, and then I become a guest on Jay Leno. And then they love me. And then yeah, and they offer me a job. It's just like, it's like, you know, and I'm a stutterer who becomes the announcer 
on on the biggest late night fucking talk show in the world. And yeah, and sometimes you're directing Quentin Tarantino. And- yeah, it's just like you know, I think good things happen to good people. You know what I mean? It's like. So what happened to you, John? Yeah. Why do those good things happen to you? You are not evidence of that. You're an asshole. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Could you imagine if you were interviewing John for a job and he sat down and you went, John Melendez, tell me about yourself. Wrong question. Oh, fuck. Right. Why did I say that? Going to be here all day. Oh, no. And then came third grade. <laughs> yeah. You ever heard of a trumpet? Yeah, I know what a trumpet is, John. <laughs> well, I happen to have one right now. <laughs> You know, I, I just got done with the interview process in my job. Yeah. And, you know, we interviewed several people, different backgrounds. And one of the things, most of them, the candidate we picked talked about experience that had happened like in the last two to five years. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. But, you know, I had this experience at this place doing this technical thing. I had experience at this place doing this technical thing. And we had a couple people that were like, yeah, when I was in high school, I took care of this technical thing. <laughs> and just, yeah, I don't and care. We, we picked a candidate based on like experience and qualifications and all these things. The people that talked about their high school experience, not the top of the list. I was the Senator guy John... who, who wheeled in the VCR into the classroom. Oh, and the sub was in. Wow. Highfalutin. <laughs> Centering John with his, like, uh, in uh, the third grade, uh, my teacher wrote in my report <laughs> yeah. card. In fact, I, I think I have it here question. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you got to move on. So, John at the end of that says, I live the charm life, but good things happen to good people. It's just karma. Mm-hmm. And then he needs to follow up with that by explaining what a great guy he is. Oh, well, you yeah, know, he's a great guy. you said you wrote a bit for Key and Peele, hmm? substitute teacher. Yeah, that would have been the time to segue to the story, John. He <laughs> brings this up 20 minutes later. He's like, remember you were talking earlier? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when COVID happened, all my stand-up gigs got canceled, <sighs> right? Well, COVID's over. Why are your stand-up gigs canceled now? Because <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. Right. So, so I had two teacher friends of mine who went, John, we need subs. Become a sub. I go, well, I go, how do I do that? And they go, well, all you got to do, do you have a four-year degree? I go, yeah. Do you have good grades? Yeah. <laughs> do you have good grades? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have to take this test called the CBUS, but it's a four-hour exam, Rich. It's not easy. It is easy. But I took it and aced it. And believe it or not, okay. I'm a substitute teacher every once in a while. Wow, that's great. Oh, this is something else that's funny. So first off, you don't know how well you did. It's a, it's a pass-fail kind of a thing. They're not, not going to tell you, oh, wow, you did amazing on this test. And uh, Drew's been talking about this. It's like, this isn't a hard test, right? So someone actually messaged Drew, who's a substitute in California, who took this test. He's like, yeah, it's not difficult at all. It's a very easy test. Well, and it's not like, um, so you probably haven't taken the driver's test in a while, but when I took the driver's test, it was all computer. That was my way of calling you old. Uh, it has been a while. When, I took a driver's test. Yes, that's when correct. I, when I took the driver's <laughs> test, it was, it was a digital thing. You like went to a computer screen yeah. and you have to get, I, I don't remember what the score was. You had to get like 75 or 80% to pass yeah. to get your like permit. And the, when it was computerized, when you hit, 75 percent it would just go like you passed right we're not gonna ask you the last five questions yeah because you got, we got you, you yeah you, you no, no exit interview or anything like that <laughs> i'm sure this was like a fill in the bubble shit and then yeah. you know the next week they call you and go like uh is this john melendez 
congratulations, you can be a substitute teacher. Can you teach algebra for five weeks? Oh, well, uh, let me rearrange my schedule. It's not something to brag about. Like no. if you didn't accomplish anything. It's your lucky yeah. day. I'm free. <laughs> John, we randomly picked through 35 winning applications. <laughs> so uh, one of the test questions that I saw online from this test, they give you two six-digit numbers, and you have to find a number that's in between them from the multiple choice. <laughs> Holy shit. Sign math. me up. It's not even math. It's counting. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, if you back it up two seconds, Rich seems surprised that he passed that test. Getting aced it. And believe it or not, he goes, wait a second. You passed it? Yeah, I you're sure? talking about someone uh, else. All right, so now John is talking about the reason why the kids discover that he's a celebrity when he's teaching their class. Now, do the kids know that you're stuttering John, or do they just think, oh, this is Mr. Melendez? It's so funny, Rich, because you know what happens? Kids are fucking way more advanced than we were when we were kids. They immediately see me, hear my voice, See that, like, I'm kind of a performer as a teacher, you know, they, oh, no. like they feel. And then they look it up. Mr. Melendez, what's your first name? And I said, John. And then two minutes later, are you stuttering, John? Yeah. Are you really an asshole? They see I that would... he's a performer. Yeah. And they go, wait a second. This guy must be a celebrity. I think he meant buffoon. <laughs> yeah. I will bet money he walks into the classroom and he's got his piece of chalk there. My name is uh, Stuttering S-T-U. He stutters when he writes. My stutter John Melendez. You know, Google it. Oh, yeah. No, we actually know this for a fact because there was a kid who was tweeting about this and John told the kids to Google his name. Yeah, Google me. Such a fucking liar. And it's such a... Pathetic flex anyway. Even if that were true, I wouldn't bring it up. But he has to tell you how much the kids love the way he teaches his class. Even though I'm teaching algebra, you know, if I cancel a reciprocal, I'm like, boom! And the kids all fucking laugh. They all love it. Again, it's bam. That's pretty cool. And also, (laughs) Mr. Melendez, what happened to you? Dude, (laughs) again, I want to bring your attention to Rich. He doesn't know what to do with this information. (laughs) John is bragging about teaching algebra. As a substitute teacher, Rich used to w- work with this guy at the Tonight Show. He's still yeah, a show business. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah, lots of reaction to this. He literally goes, cool. <laughs> yeah, neat. And the kids all fucking laugh. They all love it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. I'm the Emerald Lagasse of math classes. So I think... Another person that everyone has forgotten about. So I think John finally realizes that... He shouldn't just be talking about himself this whole time. So he starts asking Rich some questions about Rich. So Rich is answering those questions. He's telling him about how he got his start and and all these different things. And he can tell that John is tuned out. He's reading his chat. He's not paying attention. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this, too. He's being very rude. I toured with Second City's National Tour. I wrote a bunch of shows for them. And, uh, you know, spent about 10 years in Chicago as an improviser and an actor. And um, stop me if you want to, you know, change directions here. But I'm just kind of walking you through, you know, what that experience was like. No, I'm glad you are. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Yeah, 
Rich is just like, am I boring you? Do you want to, what do you want to talk about? You want to grab another beer? What do you want to do? <laughs> Rich should just keep going like, yeah, I spent 10 years in Chicago doing blah, 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 blah. And, and I started to get the impression that uh, the person who was interviewing me wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just keep yeah. talking like that yeah, and right. see how long he can play that. I worked with the buffoon of the Tonight Show. No one respected <laughs> yeah. him. Oh, no funny. shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, Whoa, who was that? I, I worked at the Tonight Show. <laughs> Thank you, Benny Loco. <laughs> Thanks, right. Funchicle 2019, for the two bucks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what were you saying, Rich? It was not paying attention. So then they're talking about going to auditions because Rich has gone to auditions for different things. And you'll be shocked to hear how John feels about auditioning. I also learned doing those auditions, you know, when you do auditions, and John, I'm Sick. sure you've done your share of auditions, you know. You I, hate them. I hate them. But I found something. Maybe this will help in the future and help you and other actors that are listening. Because you know, when you walk out of an audition, that's usually when you figure out how to do it. Yep. As soon as you walk out the door, you're like, oh, yeah. that's what I should have done. Yes. See, Tab picked up on the same thing. John has no idea what he's talking about, but wants to belong. He's like, I'm in show yeah. business. So he's like, you know, how, like after you audition, you realize he's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I've been there. I know what you're talking about. I'm also in show business. We talk, can we talk about substitute teaching again? Because I don't. That's what I actually do now. <laughs> I, I can. I, I think John is so. Um, it was Dr. Steve. They you brought him on. He talked to you like diagnosed John with narcissistic comp, compensatory compensatory narcissism. Yeah. Right? I'm not a scientist. I can't pronounce words. Uh, the, <laughs> But so John is like, do you think John is willing to go to an audition to just an open audition? Hey, we want to like find a buffoon who's a drunk. He's kind of pathetic. He's kind of like fat and old. <laughs> he hasn't had any career prospects in a while. He's down on you his know? luck. Things aren't turning <laughs> around anytime soon. He lives in like a shitty condo he's trying to sell to make some money so that he can drink more Coors. Uh, we want someone like that for our show. And he's just like, uh, I'm uh, no, I'm John Melendez. Uh, you know, people should know who I am. Do you have any I'm openings not... for a super famous, successful guy from show business? But but let me tell you, you know, I, I, I have a show. I think I, 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 you know, I wrote. I think Hulu should pick it up. Like, okay, send us the script, John. Oh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of it's in process. Uh, you know, <laughs> he doesn't have anything. He has nothing to offer anybody. So Rich sent over John this A&W root beer commercial that Rich was in going back to probably the 80s. And I actually remember this commercial when it was running. And John plays it. And then they talk about it. And then because John has nothing to talk about and has to fill this time, he decides to play it again. And I can't imagine what's going through Rich's mind when he's going, oh, my God, we're watching this again. This is so bad. Uh, I got to play this one again because I actually enjoyed it. Because I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I love your look at the end. Mr. Dumbass, I can bring a lot to Dumbass and Dumbass. Yep. I'm a go getter. Dumbass material all the way. So, am I your man, Mr. Dumbass? The name is Dumas. That's pretty thick, Ed. but nothing compared to the rich, thick, frosty mug taste of an A&W root beer. With A&W, it's good to be thick-headed. What a dumbass. <laughs> and then, of course, John's got old Howard Stern stuff queued up and running. I love it, bro. Great job, man. Great Thank job. You, buddy. Thank you. Great job, man. That thing Great. you did 35 years ago was really good. Yeah. Congratulations, 
you did it. Poor wretch. Can you imagine having to sit through your... They already sat through it once, and, and then John's like, wow, that was really good. He's like, okay, I know. Thanks. Appreciate John it. John loves it because he got the joke. <laughs> John... <laughs> It's not good enough for John to live glory days. He wants you to also live glory days while yes. you're on his show. Like you have to be there to to laugh along. And it's not most of the time. I gotta say that like there's some points there for John in actually playing Rich's bit as opposed to him just being like, "Remember when I wrote that bit on the Tonight Show that was you know." But, we, but we Tab, made, I'm telling you, laugh. I'm telling you, seventy percent of this was John talking about John though. I very rarely. Oh, I believe it. No, no. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you you pull the you pull the choice clips. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but like. That is, you got to put a point in John's column. Of course, there are 300 million points in the column where John sucks. But he should be doing that the whole time, Tab. He barely yeah. does it. <laughs> All right, so this is what I was talking about where John gets really drunk by the end of the show. And how embarrassing for him. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being drunk on the internet? Can you imagine drinking so <laughs> many yeah. All right. So Ridiculous. this is uh this is John just drunken rambling and poor Rich just like what the fuck? Because we're talking about TV shows they like. That is that is that is I, I never thought of the honeymoon as that way, but I will I'm the first one to say this, at least to my knowledge, and I said it on the Stern Show, and, you know, they were like, oh, wow, we never thought about that. But, you know, because I'm big into names in, you know, in uh, literature and, you know, and in movies. And, I, and I've always said, what's Ralph's last name? You're asking me? Yeah. yeah. Cramden. Well, I think it's Cramden. Am I, am I wrong? Cramden. Now, now, and now think for a second. He's crammed into a suit. Oh, He's crammed yeah. into a small apartment. You know, it's just I, like Willie Lowman, you know? You're right. I never thought of that. That's really, that's creepy that I never picked up on the crammed in. And also, have you ever thought about Arby's? <laughs> yeah. What about Luke Skywalker? Did you ever think about that? It's did, so did, profound. Did, did you ever think about how Ajax is a cleaner and it's stronger than Greece? Like, <laughs> did, you, did you ever put that one together? Poor Rich, man. Holy, Holy shit. It's like, he must have felt like he had just babysat for an hour. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> These fucking kids. Honey, <laughs> you would not believe my day. All right. I am getting real late to band practice, so I'm going to put it into turbo right now. You mean rock combo <laughs> rehearsal? Yeah, I got I got uh, rock rehearsal coming up. Um, we're recording next week, so oh. I know. It's not good. So I want to add into the stream our friend Vic looking lovely as usual. Uh, hello. Well, turn on your mic. Hello? <laughs> hello. Oh, it was a question this time. <laughs> and also Hannah is here. Uh, Hannah Carolina. Hannah. Wow. Hello. Everything uh, is everything's working out right now. I have to say. All right. It is time for uh, everyone's second favorite game show. <laughs> Who said it? Let's get it going. Welcome to Who Said It, the official podcast game on WATP, brought to you by the Carb Electric Podcast Network. Okay, Carl and co-host, Who Said It? Our first entry, Who Said It? I want someone who will be loyal and not leave me. Who Said It? <laughs> All right. I... I 
it's so stupid. I'm going to say centering John. Okay. Even though I know that's not the answer, but I'm just thinking of all the co-hosts he's had over the last couple of years mm-hmm. with Royce and Noel and Hell Sparks. By the way, him and Hell Sparks are definitely on the outs. Okay. <laughs> Hell has not been anywhere near Southern Jeff for two months. So it's probably wrong, but I'm going, I'm going to go that. Uh, Tab, what do you got? Oh, hold on. Let me have a thinking beer real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I do have bad rehearsal. So. Yeah, where he has to do exactly what you're doing. I'm going with Ash from the Fat Lip. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I'll go Hannah. Uh, Hannah I, said that? No, no, Hannah's next. Hannah's next. <laughs> yeah, no, that was weird. Not yet. Um, no, I I want to say Stuttering John, too, but I'm also going to go with Seamus. Okay. Since he's all alone right now. He is. Poor guy. He's probably he's probably banging so many broads right now, Patrick Michael, <laughs> young young bachelor of the podcast. Drowning in it. Could you imagine? He's just like, do you know anyone who hosts a podcast? No. Do you know anyone who hosts a hundred podcasts? <laughs> Whoa, you do now. <laughs> wow. Sploosh. <laughs> oh, she just you like on pod- seat. <laughs> <laughs> you like podcasts? I am the master of podcasts. <laughs> uh, Vic, what do you got? What do you got, Vic? Uh, I'm going to go Tom Myers. I just have a gut feeling. You're usually right when you say Tom Myers for some reason. Chris? Jerry, Jerry Banfield. Banfield. All right. Everyone but Opie. It's going to be fucking Opie. All right. Let's see. One. Two. Three. I want somebody who will be loyal and not leave me. Arnick. Ew. Those damn thinking beers. <laughs> Was that Banfield? Yeah, it was oh, Banfield. Okay. Banfield yeah. I, I'm sorry, it was so short that for a second I thought it was maybe Tom Meyer. They sound similar Tom sometimes. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they do. Right. I gotta hear One that. just has a little bit of like schizophrenia. <laughs> I want somebody who will be loyal and not leave me. Okay. I should have yeah. known that would be Jerry Banfield. Yeah. Way too succinct. <laughs> <laughs> who got that one? It was me. Oh, fucking. That sucks. <laughs> me over uh, here. Chris is the commissioner of Who Said It. By the I way. won't hear the end of this, by the way, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah. Victory lapping all around this the house. over me for weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next entry Who Said It? She's a hardcore conservative. She voted with Trump about 96% of the time. Who Said It? All right. Uh, this one's Opie. Yeah. This one's the Opster. What do you got, Tab? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tom Myers. Okay. Oh, hold on. I forgot to have my thinking beer. Uh, <laughs> Anna, this is costing uh, you a lot of money on this episode. Definitely, definitely Tom Myers. Stuttering <laughs> John. Okay, Vic? I'm going to go Opie. Opie. Yeah. yeah, I heard the dog. Producer Chris. Oh, <laughs> is there a towel? Yeah, I heard doggy. Wait, but he... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to go by the words, not by the sound of... No, the that dog was, said rough. That was, Car- that <laughs> was Cardiff's dog. Yeah, that was not- Cardiff. Oh, okay. That's Cardiff. Hold on. We play that again. Oh, wait, I'm wait, still wait, going actually, with Opie. Sorry, sorry. Why am I telling him... Yeah, like I'm tra- we're playing a game. Because <laughs> he had Trump. 22 beers. About 96% of the time. <laughs> oh, wait. What's going on? I was just backing it up because you said there was a dog. Is that true? Hold on. She's a hardcore oh, conservative. He yeah. did put a dog in there. I think that might have been a towel. Uh, my dog also just barked. So. <laughs> oh, humble brag. Jesus. 
so she voted with Trump about 96% of the time. Who said it? One, two, three. She's a she's a hardcore conservative. Yep. She voted with Trump about ninety six percent of the time. I heard that episode. Sorry, I, uh, that's why I knew that one. You got to remember, I listen to these people. <laughs> that's my job. Um, oh, by the way, Jacob Ryan, you're out of here. <laughs> I need a mod on here to kick out these people. You sir, yeah. All right, let's keep going. Our next entry. <laughs> Who said it? I don't laugh at rape. But that's the problem. You can't make a joke anymore. Who said it? Uh, that's the problem. You can't make a joke anymore. Uh, Patty Seacops. Okay. Let me have a uh, thinking beer, please. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this guy's going to fall over. I'm going with Patty Seacops as well, Carl. All right. All right. Death by podcasting. <laughs> Hannah. Um, I'm going to go with Patty Seacups, but as Patty Broken Skull. Oh, okay. Interesting. Good twist. Vic? There's no, they don't like define which Patty Seacups. Shut up, Seacup. Shut up Tab. It's a game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Tom Myers just in case. Just Cover in the case. bases. Okay. Uh, Opie for me. <clears throat> All right. Mm. One, two, three. I don't laugh at rape. Okay, oh, but that's just the problem. Like, you can't make a joke anymore. Shit. Wow, stuck that one in on there. So John knows what jokes are now. That's what threw me off. <laughs> yeah. I was like, He's heard of jokes. Yeah. He didn't enter. Why would you ever think of that? <laughs> yeah. Who said it? I always wanted to be a folksy wordsmith. Who said it? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Michael. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Tab, what do you got? I just, uh, I'm going to, oh, hold on. Think of beer. This guy's <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm going with Tom Myers again. Okay. Do you have to work tomorrow? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Hannah. Uh, I'm going to go with Patrick Michael just because he says, um, like, fantabulous and shit like that. It's Sorry. fan me, Ulyss, actually, Hannah. Sorry. Oh, fan me, yes. Fan, fan, no, 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 no. It's, it's fan me, Ulyss. Oh, oh. It's fantabulous for you. Oh. Vic, Vic, you want to help us keep it moving here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go with Jerry Banfield. Oh, All right. Boy. Producer Chris? <sighs> okay. It's going to be Opie. Chris goes, let's keep this thing moving. He's like, all right, let me give this some oh, yeah. thought. <laughs> <laughs> you want to think of your Chris? I'll mail it to you. Thank you. <laughs> Three. Always wanted to be a folksy wordsmith. Yes! Tom Myers. Oh, yeah. Vic, did you get that one? No. No. You didn't get that one. <laughs> I you didn't have any thinking beers, Vic. You should have I know. I only have water. <laughs> Who said it? This guy could cut you off in traffic. But you see a QAnon sticker on the back of the car, and you're like, well, that's not worth the conversation. Who said it? All right. Oh. Who drives out of the log house? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's <laughs> two people. Yeah, right. You're right. That's a good, that's an interesting point. Someone cuts you off in traffic. Because I was thinking Patty Seacups originally, but I guess I'm going to go Opie. All right. Tab? Think of beer. Oh. 
I'm gonna go <laughs> to the store. <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> In your pants. I'm going. Uh, I'm going with John. Okay. Stuttering okay. John. All right, Hannah. I'm gonna do Opie just because I feel like stuttering John would continue with the conversation if he saw the sticker. That's true. He'd want to win them over. That was great political points, Vic. Uh, I'm just gonna go Patty Seat Cups. I know he doesn't drive, but I feel like it's a a joke. He's made it. He's alluded to driving before. He's yeah. had nowhere to go. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm with Vic on that one. Yeah, you're going Patty Seat Cups. All right. One, two, three. It's like this guy could cut you off in traffic, but you see a QAnon sticker on the back of their car. You're like, well, that's not worth the conversation. Vic and it's Chris. A joke. Our next entry. Holy shit! Who said it? The hottest women. Some of them will want to be with me. And ever since then, I've had no problem getting girls who are attractive to go out with me. Who said it? Oh my God, who would say that? I know. Uh, Jerry Banfield. Yeah, that's what I bet. Thinking beer! (laughs) We'll come back to tab later. I'm also going with Jerry Banfield. Okay, Uh, see Jerry. (laughs) Santa? Stuttering John. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going Stutcho as well. Okay. Right. That's that's a possibility. His ex-wife mm-hmm. was attractive. <laughs> sure. Producer, producer Chris? Maybe a oh. You're just Jerry saying Banfield. that to get her on the show. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> How many you got in front of you right now, Tab? This is very impressive. Word. Please stop shaming me, All Carl. All right. Fair enough. One, two, three. The hottest women, some of them, will want to be with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. ever since then, I had no problem getting girls that were attractive to go out with me. What did I say? You said Jerry Bates. I you did. That's right. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so dude, I'm, I'm hypnotized. I'm hypnotized by the beers in front of Tab. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to count them. I can't. I think I counted 30. <laughs> Tab, you're my friend. I'm concerned about you. Vic, you can be a substitute teacher with that ability to count. That's impressive. (laughs) I do them two plus two and I go, bam! She's got tits and counting. I mean, Tits and counting. You're iron. You are iron. All right, I think that was Wait, wait, we're done with you said it? Attractive to go out with me. That's all for this week. I made another thinking beer. Can I have it? Brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. I'll give you Home some music. Some of the most famous yeah. podcasts on to the drink today. To. Think about what you've done. Here's some here's some drinking music for you, Tab. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm killing it. Cardiff Electric, the most famous podcast in the world today. All so right. this is we- this is weird. I went on this like weird Peter Gabriel kick and started watching his music videos. Uh-huh. That shit is that shit is wild, and he dances the same way in every single one, where he just kind of like rolls his shoulders, mm. yeah, forwards and backwards, and then he gets a snow white pillow for his big fat head. Thank you. Yes, I know what you're talking a, about. It's a good hey, video. So wait, Carl, can I interrupt you and uh, yeah, ask I don't, you a I don't question? Have anywhere to go? Just fucking let's just keep dragging it out there, Tab. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking trucker trip Andy has to get up early tomorrow and he's waiting for me. Do you want me to go play your uh, guitar parts? <laughs> no, I want you to finish Andy's the show. A, trucker Andy's a fake trucker. Okay. Let's he, gets up, he gets up pretty early, but God. Uh, anyway, uh, how was your trip back from L.A.? Oh, getting out of L.A. is great. Fuck that place. That place sucks. Yeah. I am so, not so a fan. You, you had some misfortune? What do you mean? 
Well, so in your Discord this week, uh, someone was hexing you mm. with a bunch of sigils and shit. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, I just gonna, I'm going to warn you, Carl. You're up against some dangerous shit. Well, I made it back, Tab, so that's good. Uh, we made it to the airport somehow. <laughs> so that's time. good. So that's good. It was some funny shit. It was the most fun I've ever had on Discord. Carl's Discord. Visit on uh, <laughs> Trying to ruin podcasts. my life. Doorthese.com. <laughs> Tab is wasted. Did I'm you, not wasted. Did you hear me on Dick Show talking to Ethan Ralph? You know, I listened to most of that, and uh, then this, like, fat, worthless piece of shit showed up, and I turned it off. Oh, uh, you're not a fan of Vito, huh? I am absolutely not. I got to hang out with Vito. I'm sorry. In L.A. Yeah. It's so cool, I'm a kind of ashamed. <laughs> Vic is I'm on. kind of ashamed following him up on this show, let alone like you talking about him. So Jesus. All right. Even the Discord says, when will we get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> <laughs> Please join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out what's wrong. Who are these podcasts? Leave well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. All right. Can we do reviews quick? Tab, if you have to go, you can, or you can hang out, whatever you want to do. What do I have to do? <laughs> I mean, look at this. I mean, good pee. point. <laughs> my guess would be use the bathroom, but all right. Well, I've, been, I've been peeing this whole time. Makes sense. That was my guess. It sort of checks out. All right. Uh, Hannah, do you have a review to read? Yeah, I have one. All right. Great. Um, all right. Uh, what a piece of garbage podcast by Paul Tickles Hargis. Kevin Hot Dog and the Clan are racist and homophobes. Stammering Jack is right about the show. I'd rather listen to whales fart. Don't call me back. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Is that a five star? Five. It it's gotta be five. Nice. Well, you know, you guys say it's gotta be, but then sometimes these assholes do that and they think it's funny to get one star. It's not funny. No. It is a little No, no, it's funny no. to give a four You're ahead. star. It's, a it's sp- funny to give a four star or a two star. Mm-hmm. No, twos aren't funny. Carl, Fours are Carl funny. Will never, Carl will never <laughs> guess either one of those numbers. A one-star review is about as funny as Ethan or Ralph. All right? It's not huh. funny. No one's enjoying it. Don't do Leave that. Leave that shit in Dick's show. Come on, Carl. <laughs> uh, Vic, do you have a review for us? Yeah, it's called the uh, Stuttering John podcast uh, by Kirby16. He says, every episode is the same. It feels like you're too lazy to be actually creative. I hope you prejudiced pigs die soon with like 50 praying hand emojis. Didn't we hear that one? No, you fucking didn't. Is it a different one? Yes. Oh, okay. Everyone tells you that you're not creative. Yeah, I know that that's that's the part that stuck out at me. All right. I know. All right. No. Well, would a non-creative be late for band practice? Jokes <laughs> <laughs> on you. Uh, is that a, a five-star review? Mick? No, it's only a one-star. Yeah, they really don't like you. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you yeah. can see her smiling through the whole thing. I know. That, she has a tell. <laughs> she for has sure. a huge tell, yeah. <laughs> you can tell in the sound of her voice when it's yeah. a one-star. I have a review. She has two you know, big you tells. You see the tits. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's plow through these voicemails real quick. Hannah, this first one is for you. Hey, Carl, I've been a loyal Patreon for over a year now, and I'm sitting here hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. What are you going to get Hannah's phone number on there, bro? All right, come on, do me a solid. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, where is Hannah's phone number on our Patreon? What's up with that, Good Hannah? Good question, Hannah. Come on. 
Uh, fair enough. I mean, it can go on there. Um, but if I get dick pics, I'm starting a rating website. So oh. only send them if you want to be reviewed. Honestly. I love it. You're on. Yeah. <laughs> you are yeah. on for sure. Wow. That's way better. Why else no, I yeah. sell them? Points for frosted tips in your pubes. Oh, so. oh. Yeah. Oh. that's foul. That is not cool. Shaved? Is there a shaved category? Yeah, hardwood floors. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, that's me. All right, cool. <laughs> I just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> Tim's just hitting on a review girls now. It's not even on the show Dude, anymore. <laughs> you had you had a like a person calling his Jenny Jingles. Uh, I? had a, an English accent a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was driving to work just fucking fully erect. So if she wants to reach out and share some phone numbers. <laughs> he didn't need his hands on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carl, uh, I'm not calling in with any bit, no joke, no Rochester police or any of that. I just want to say these last few episodes have really been really, really good. I've enjoyed them. All right, call me back. Fuck my ass. All right. Oh, that's a Thank nice you. Tag. I appreciate it. Vic, this one's for you. Vic, you dumb bitch. Charlotte is not the same thing as Charlottesville. Okay? I used to live in D.C. People would always think I was from Charlottesville, and it used to piss me the fuck off. Okay? Charlottesville has 50,000 people in it. All it has is UVA. It's of no consequence to this country. Charlotte has a million people in it and is the third biggest banking city in the country. No one fucking knows about it. Educate yourself, bitch. Hannah, is that your uh, boyfriend or something calling it? Defending <laughs> Charlotte? <laughs> wow, that going reminds, strong. That reminds me. Vic, what city do you live in? Right now, Norfolk. Carl, what city does Vic live in? Norfolk. It's fucking called Norfolk, god damn it. I know it's if called Norfolk, but it doesn't matter. If you're not from matter. there, you call it Norfolk, but it's fucking Norfolk. God damn it. You live in Tidewater. Fucking figure it out, you dumb bitch. It's a bunch of fucking... Do you think women are supposed to know geology? Just geography. Geology. If you're driving me fucking nuts. That's the exact same. I just like, I was just like, yeah, do you live in Norfolk? Everything's a bunch of fucking rocks anyway. Do you live in Norfolk? Fucking figure it out. Norfolk. That's the way it's pronounced. So people live there. People don't live there. Call it Norfolk. Fucking fuck. Yeah, but have you ever been to Melbourne, Australia, though, Tab? That's it's a pretty Melbourne, cool. Carl, you dumb bitch. Melbourne. <laughs> All right. I don't let's... have family that lives in Melbourne, so I don't give a shit. Let's keep going here. I am the Stuttering John podcast chemotherapy fugitive. I stole the chemotherapy money in the iPod mini, and you can get the chemo, the radiation rays through asking me if I am the 5,000, uh, the the Stuttering John podcast fugitive. All right. Anyone who's an old fan of Opie and Anthony will love that call. I actually sent that to Anthony last night, and he laughed his ass off. Very well done, sir. One of the best voicemails I have ever heard. All right. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, I wanted to let him know that it, that was very well job well done. Very well job well hey, done. Hey, Carl. Sure. Gary here. Hey, Gary. Hey. Well, the police found Judy. <laughs> you were right. She's a bleeder. I've been going away for a while. No. That's not Bye good. Now. Oh, no, not fake Gary. Not Gary. <laughs> what are we going to do without fake Gary? 
I tried to get drinks with Gary from San Diego, but didn't work out. Mm. Yeah, it's like an hour away from LA, dipshit. Everything's an hour away. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I was 15 minutes late to the biggest problem in the universe. I left an hour and a half before the show started. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that place. <laughs> hey, Carly Poo. Uh, I'm watching the YouTube video for Living in It with Vito Giswaldi. Great episode. Uh, just absolutely hilarious. Uh, at the Stuttering John segment. Yeah. Dude, what? Why does the stuttering John make these faces, man? Where he's like, he looks all smug and shit, like he thinks he knows better. Like, dude, this guy is. Uh, sorry, this guy, this Arsler is like the biggest idiot I've ever fucking ever watched. And I consistently watch him. I, he's like, oh, these guys, oh, they have fans. Oh, oh, oh what? Uh, dude, like, I literally don't miss an episode because you're such an idiot, John. Like, it, it transcends. It boggles the mind. Like, I, I, I don't understand. Also, Carl, uh, you need to stop calling me back. Uh, my kids are scared. Uh, 24 hours a day, ringing my phone. You need to stop that shit, dude. All right, call me back. <laughs> Fuck, I how it. do I hang? Calm it down, oh. Carl. So try I, email. I do like that we went from nobodies to they only make money because of me. Like that changed pretty quickly, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that transformation took place. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Um great ad read, dude. Great ad read. I believed every second of it. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go to bed bet.com or whatever and I'm gonna go place bets. Because I genuinely <laughs> feel like you use it. You know, I really felt that when you were talking about it. It's such a, it's such a good ad, dude. I can't, I can't tell you how much uh, you sold it to me. And, uh, well, I can because I'm about to use the website. Thank you, dude. You know what I'm saying? I just want to send a shout-out to Carl for giving us uh, betting, betting websites to go to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I just can't wait to go on to my computer. I got a computer. I can't wait to use it to go on to the setting website. Thank you, Carl. Now that's really sarcasm. It's mybookie.com forward slash WATP. Use promo code WATP to double your bet on the fucking website. Mybookie.ag. But that was that was definitely I, Paco's sorry, best. Sorry, I was close. I was that close. was Paco's best voicemail ever. I was fucking dying. Um, I do want to point out that when I went out to L.A., I didn't bring like microphones and stuff because I wasn't. Doing podcasting outside of what are you, an from, idiot? You brought a soundboard, Carl. Well, I did a is, dick is that studio. the most fucking important thing? Yeah. Vic, I, I, Vic okay. Carl's worthless without a soundboard. I Can you so. imagine someone with Carl's what? charisma what and say? no soundboard? So anyway, I, I got updated the ad copy for my bookie because unlike John, I actually work with an <laughs> advertiser. And I'm like, oh shit. So I recorded it on my AirPods. Oh, and nice. it sounds like Opie's ad read when he's yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oopsie, my bad. On the fair point, like that, most people would think that was a bit for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that on purpose. Oh, I was being Opie. doggy, by the way, visit <laughs> mybookie.ag forward slash WATP and use promo code WATP oh. to get 50% See? on you. Tab knows how to spin things. I should have fucking done that. I'm stupid. 30 beers in, and he's good at this shit. Yeah, better than Nate. me. Yeah. Thank you, sir. That's why I am the GOAT, not the hey, GOAT of WATP. I'm a recent uh, Patreon <laughs> member, and I'm just wondering what is the origin story 
uh, Vic. Like, it's so weird that a 23-year-old girl would be connected to a stuttering jod, opie, goofing podcast. Just wondering if there's a story. Thanks, is this guy an idiot? <laughs> yeah. like, did you not? You're, no. you're a Patreon member. You're a Patreon member. You listen to all the show. Vic was a voicemailer of the show. She sounded like a 12 year old boy. It was like, is that a 12 year old boy or a woman? And it went back and forth for like several weeks. And finally, they had this dumb bitch on the show. And she shows up with big tits. And Carl's like, oh, we got to have you on the show all the time. That's it. I'm calling it. Tab is the goat. Yes. I'm sorry, yeah, Andy. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he, oh, he is, no, if no, Croge no, no. kept drinking, this was what it would look like. <laughs> now, now, I'm not taking that from Andy. I'm not taking the Andy. Like I'll shit on him, but I'm not. I'm not yeah, taking we the all will. Andy. Andy's the goat. Andy's the goat. Andy's right. Well, thank goat. you. I, I was just going to make a joke, but you actually gave the actual origin That's story. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's no, amazing. I only know that. I only know. That. I just finished like last week. I finished the creep off all the back catalog. I finished WATP's their entire bonus episode catalog. Wow. I've yeah. just been like it's nothing to do with St. Louis. It's the first time in two years I don't have a podcast to listen to. Like, I, I finished all of it, and I got in my car to go to work, and I was just like, oh, shit, I have nothing to listen to. What the fuck am I going to do? I drove to work in silence. Dude, you should have just called I was... me. I would have just talked to you. <laughs> 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 I we were going to just have a conversation. Hey, hey Carl, how's Sutter and John doing? Whoa! Oh, this fucking guy, damn, what am I going to tell you about what he's up to? <laughs> yeah. So All visit right. the, those shows, Patreon. Guys, so. I have to get through these voicemails. People are pissed off at me right now. Well, I have another point to make about... Hey, oh. Carl, it's easy I was looking at John's apartment, and I noticed something. So it comes with all the appliances... But there's no washer-dryer. There's only hookups. So the question becomes, what is more likely? Mm-hmm. That John has been doing coin laundry for the past six years in the suburbs of L.A., or John hasn't washed his clothes in six years. I'm not sure which is funnier. Call me back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put them in the tub with cores. It's definitely number two. <laughs> uh, cores cleaning. <laughs> Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. You're a cunt. All right. <laughs> Paco getting hit on the action on that one. All right. So Drew and Mike uh, posted the Kumia takedown of Stuttering John, which I watched with great glee and um, actually repeated a couple times, home run, Kumia, home run, because he hit a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also watched what you uh, oh, mentioned on your last oh, show, or listened to the uh, episode 20 of Shuey's Uncle Rico show. And yes, the story that John himself tells about the repair guy coming over and refusing to work there could be the best example of how utterly unself-aware John is. He was shocked that the guy thought his place was fucking disgusting. John is not living in our world. He lives in a completely fucking different universe. I actually started to feel a little bit sorry sorry for him. Don't do that. Until I heard that Julie show. And now I'm like, oh. No fucking way. We're and being yes, too soft way, on him here? <laughs> yeah, the right. thing is a complete fucking scam. That guy's ripping people off. There's no doubt in my mind. Love the show. See ya. 
Uh, never, never feel bad for John. Yes. Never. He, the, he lives in the hell completely of his own creation. It's true. He deserves absolutely every fucking ribbing he's ever gotten. Tab, this next voicemailer has some interesting information for us. Hello, Carl. It is I. This is the Queen Elizabeth II, the Queen of England, and this is how I talk. Uh, one would like to say that I have information to lead to the arrest of Hillary Rodden Clinton. Be sure to call me back, as time is imperative on this one. <laughs> I got that one a week. I got that one a week ago, but we were off this yeah. past weekend, so I didn't get a chance to play it in time. I know it's still funny. Vinny is my hero for doing the episode of the creep off without you, because like I'm gonna, I gotta fly back to Rochester, whatever bullshit you had going on. Yeah, and he just <laughs> shat all over the Queen of England, and social media is full of people just being like, "She was a hero. She was so brave." And Vinny is just like. Fuck this bitch. She ruined everything. Dude, you know what my take is on that? Too soon, Vinny. Too soon. <laughs> no, that's, why you're not getting, Carl, that's why you're not getting vote, any votes this week on Ooh. the creep <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm not going to get any votes. <laughs> As the September 11th anniversary comes around this year, we must never forget and always remember that you're caught fucking footy, you ass wipe. Jesus. And you're a cunt. All right. A lot of fans Andrew out Kahn. there. Yeah. All right. Hey, Carl, this is Conrad Arnold calling to give you yet another reason the Prince of All Media is better than you. When Stud Joe goes on vacation, he produces new content for his fans. When you go on vacation, you rob from your Patreon. Gagaya! Fuck off. I was on two shows out in L.A. You can hear me on The Dick Show. Almost three hours you did. The biggest problem in the universe... I was doing content stuff. <laughs> it's the closest, biggest problem in the universe has come to being listenable. Thank you very much. I You're appreciate welcome. that. I brought the biggest problem in the universe is social media. Vote it up, everybody. Oh, yeah, definitely go vote. Biggest problem in the universe dot whatever IO. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Carl. Uh, just want, I keep forgetting to call, but uh, thanks for shitting on the financial feminists because... My sister actually watches that. Oh, no. Unironically. <laughs> got, like, my entire family hooked up on it. So now oh, no. every, like, week or so, they will just, like, talk to each other going, like, oh, my God, like, the the interest rate is at, like, 2% now. And then they'll turn to me and go, like, did you make your high interest, interest, high interest savings account yet? And I'll go, no. Uh and then they'll be like, oh, you really got to get on that because you're going to be, like, making back, like, a couple, like, hundred bucks a month. But then I looked up uh, the uh, rate of inflation is, like, 8.5%. Right. So what the fuck does it matter? Good I'm just going to open up a Roth IRA and hope that works. Anyway, uh, call me back. I think this guy had to explain why the financial feminist <laughs> is such an idiot. It's like, no, no I know. Yeah. I've explained it multiple times. I thought I was listening to the show for a second. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we, uh, we did that on the, uh, the latest crossover with The Dick Show. Who are these podcasts? The Dick Show on our Patreon. We uh, did a, a financial feminist update. She wrote a book. She's reading the audio version. It's going to become an ongoing saga for us. I can't wait. She is so dumb. She is so so dumb. Not like our review girls, Hannah and Vic. Who no, are no, 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 no. Intelligent no. and lovely. Yep, 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 yep. Right. Yes. All right. I really, really have to go. Um, <laughs> At this point, you don't. Th thank you. I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, folks. Guess what?
The episode's over. 